0: I feel like there's a lot to say about it. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of these live-action things. You know what I mean? I've never been, like, Beauty and the Beast, I wasn't just, oh, wow, I can't wait. Beauty and the or Beast was a shot-for-shot remake that didn't need to happen. Jungle Book. Jungle oh, Book, I thought was pretty cool. I But I was also thinking, don't really need it, but cool, that's nice. Yeah. Um, What's the other one? Jumanji, uh, not Jumanji, Jungle Book?
1: Yep, or- Jungle Book was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Covered Uh, that one (laughs) no the uh the the lion king
1: yep
2: which there was technically isn't out yet but christopher
1: robin which is like a sequel to the entire show Um, sequel to prequel it was a sequel because it was all grown-up ewan mcgregor christopher robin right with like weird live action mary poppins M- and Mary Poppins was originally live action. True. But they had to redo it. Yeah. it's Yeah. That, that one also technically was a sequel. Right. And now we have uh, this abomination.
0: <laughs> so when they said Al- they're doing a remake of Aladdin, immediately I think we all instinctively say you can't, you will never beat Robin Williams' performance. Right. I think like you, you just can't. It's such a natural, perfect performance of yep. Robin Williams where... I remember, I, I, I haven't seen Aladdin in forever. When I heard they were doing the live action, I immediately was flooded as a child of the genie. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking,
1: yeah, just that big blue, giant chin, it, curly it, goatee well, it's, genie, it's also Robin just,
0: Williams. It's just weird. the personality, yeah. yeah. And I, I just thought, I okay, they obviously can't replicate it. So either they're going to find somebody who they're going to use to try. And the closest person I could think of a wacky enough attitude was Jim Carrey. Yeah. So, I thought they would go Jim Carrey, they're going to animate the genie, like, CGI style, kind of like Which how they're, they're doing, kinda doing. what they're kind of doing. What they're kind of doing. And then somebody said, oh, no, they got Will Smith. And I went, what?
1: Like, kind of close. Like, it has got that weird, bubbly, goofiness, but not the right kind of weird, bubbly, goofiness. <laughs> so, they...
0: I think they decided to just say, fuck it. We will never beat Robin Williams. We must go the opposite side and just go to the weird, strange they side. They a wall of actors, and they just threw a
1: dart at it. <laughs> They're like, All right, If you will could Smith, cast somebody,
0: who would you have casted?
1: Uh, I would have canceled the movie and Ooh, rem- remade another movie props. live action. Lion King, I'm super pumped about. Really? Yeah, bring that one on. It's directed by Jon Favreau, who also did The Jungle Book. Who also did Iron Man. Yeah, and Swingers. Right. <laughs> and Elf. An Elf. Uh, weird track record that guy has. But um, yeah, he's great. And I thought The Jungle Book was cool. And Lion King was um, is my favorite Disney movie.
0: You know what? I, I don't know if you would call it a remake or not. But you know what I thought was done really well? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, the newest Jumanji.
1: I heard it was, too. It like, was it wasn't super good. Yeah, it wasn't what people were expecting. No. Like one of those cash-ins that like... Like this whole CGI remake of a beloved classic is already being done to death. with. We got like three movies in the bag and it's like, okay, enough, let's move on. Yeah. But there's this whole theme that's been going on for like five to ten years of just like the South Park episode, the member berries. Just remember this thing you used to love? Maybe. Yeah, let's make a sequel to Indiana Jones. Let's make a sequel to Zoolander. Let's make a sequel to Anchorman. Let's remake this now, movie. Let's remake that movie. Let's- now,
0: this is an episode where I wish my friend Timmy was available for. But do you think, in your opinion, mm. um, it's because studios are afraid
1: to try something entirely different? It's not. It's not an opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> like that's okay. That, okay. Like okay. It, it seriously is. I forget exactly yeah. what I read or like where i read it from but movie studios don't like to take risks which is why like like a remake or a sequel that actually did was really well done was blade runner 2049 but all the movie studios saw it as a risk because that's not a super it's a cult franchise blade runner it wasn't like a huge blockbuster right and it Kind of, it flopped at the box, box office. Right. The movie was amazing, and everybody loved everything about it. But, right. but it was a box office to flop. See it. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: it. Well, I thought a amazing, if you want to call it a remake, but an amazing re-entry of old culture back into today's culture was Star Trek. Okay. And Like I, the
1: J.J. Abrams?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Calvin line. The what? It's the Calvin timeline. Oh, Okay. Uh, the USS Calvin at the very beginning of the first movie yep. was instead of surviving and having a long history, histor, uh, historical career mm-hmm. as a ship, it was suicide attacked. It was, it was suicide bombed
1: mm-hmm. at the the giant mining ship. Yep, and it was, that was like the Chris Hemsworth.
0: That was the uh, very first. I remember thinking. So I, I think I said this before with Johnny in an older episode, but I'll just I do it. We talked about. Star I Trek think maybe before. we did. Yeah, but I remember still like those first me sitting there thinking I don't give a fucking Star Wars till I die. I mean, I like Star Trek and like it was cool t- it was a cool TV show, but just what is this movie going to give me? Whatever. First 5 minutes I was
2: holy shit. Like, oh my god. That's JJ.
1: Yeah, that was oh. They picked the right person to oh, do that.
0: They they, they picked the per- I remember I remember thinking immediately Oh, this is different. Just when they did the sh- the uh, the visual shot over the bow, yeah, and then they showed the interior shots of people running, yep. And I remember thinking, "Whoa, this is different," <laughs> because the way I always thought about it, and from a geek perspective, you can you can please give me your two cents. Mm. I've always been a super geek when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. I, I think I've said that Same. too. Where it's just I want to know the ship layouts, the manufacturers. I sh- know the everything galaxies. about this yeah.
1: universe. I love it. I wish I was there.
0: Exactly. And the thing that I really picked up on was capital ships are always handled as uh, submarines.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: there was they were okay. always handled as submarine warfare. You have because uh, it's kind of like water, right? Mm-hmm. You're in a complete dimensional plane. You can't plane. leave.
1: You can't go outside the ship,
0: right? But the movement, the maneuvers, are the same because you don't have okay. this, You don't have to worry about aerodynamics as you would within the sky. So yeah. that's why they. I've always understood why uh, fighters, like the small space fighters, have always been more like airplanes in combat and dogfighting, mm. because they're faster more maneuverable but you have these giant ships and it makes sense they're less like giant like flying fortresses and they're more like giant submarines
1: that makes a lot of sense
0: and that's why they always say 30 degrees down or or hard to starboard or right. something like that because technically they're operating the same plane as you would in the water yeah the, right? you could
1: turn off the engines and still and coast still and still be floating
0: and coasting in that or if direction if you're
1: in a plane and you need to turn off the agency
0: yeah, so uh, the biggest thing I always noticed was in Star Trek, every ship is like a submarine, no matter what the size. So yeah. if you have a frigate, you have an interceptor, you have a bomber, you have an exploratory science vessel, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The only things that behaved as like airplanes and dogfights were the shuttles. And the shuttles were only used for transport. Yep. They were never capable enough to fight.
1: And was this like in outer space?
0: This is all in outer space. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Star Trek for Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember thinking, I always remember thinking that was the coolest difference between the two. Was Star Trek is so like unified with all of its uh, physics, with its with its materials, such yep. as their ships, as in they all move the same. Compared to Star Wars, you see crazy different physics with every yeah. single thing <laughs> because each thing has its own kind of you know existence of reality yeah inside that
1: universe i re-watched episode seven star wars episode seven recently and uh it like there was one small thing that like broke my immersion for the first time watching that oh movie. no oh no I, I mean i could not say it i mean but i'm it. totally gonna um <laughs> say the uh first time they're using the millennium falcon yeah which was like just goosebumps for five straight minutes they're like doing like they're dogfighting. Like, it's right. flying like planes, which makes sense. Yep. They're in an atmosphere. They are in an There's, atmosphere. Correct. Like, they have gravity. They, they have to worry about wind. Exactly. Yes. There's uh, air resistance that they can use to, like, yeah. do sharp turns. And then, right after <laughs> the two, three TIE fighters are taken care of, they go straight into space. And they're, like, manu- like it, just, it maneuvers the exact same way whether they're in an atmosphere or not, which makes no sense. Because. Like, you're in the Millennium Falcon, and you do, like, a hard right turn. Like, you're pushing against the air, and, like, you're... If you well, do that in space, you're just going to drift. Well, you're going to well, do, like, well, a if wide you, turn. if you
0: did that turn in space, technically, instead of having that resistance and you'd be pushing back, you'd just be going back sideways. Exactly. But the difference, and I will put you back at the immersion, oh. is that all ships have thrusters. And if you watch any of the original three movies you'll see every time the falcon lands it has to keep shooting thrusters to adjust, like
1: the the moon lander or something
0: to, to do mini adjustments so it can actually stay within a level plane
1: so you're saying when the when the millennium falcon in outer space where there's no air resistance and they don't have to worry about aerodynamics right and it does like that hard bank like it turns sideways and shoots off to the side it does that out of the bottom of it it does thrusters to stop itself moving forward and then move to the right correct And that's why it's. I'm immersed. And
0: that's why the physical dimensions still matter in those maneuvers, because the thrusters have to be powerful enough to. It's almost like horsepower and torque. Yeah. You have to have the ability with that kind of size ship. That's why Tie Fighters don't really need it because they're a lot smaller. Yeah. So they don't really need that kind of like giant push from their thrusters.
1: Also, just the physics of Tie Fighters is just a giant
0: middle finger to physics. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, Tie Fighters are they're twin. uh, What is it? Twin intake engines, I believe. That's why they scream. Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know more about the ships well, that's why they Wars ha- than I do. <laughs> that's why they have that sound. Yeah, that
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it's because they're twin intake engines. That's Which, why they also don't have hyperdrive capability, because their engines give them faster speed and maneuverability. Mm. That's why they always rely upon deployment from a capital ship. Or or deployment and ship. And
1: there was a, a, a line in Episode 7 when Poe and uh, Finn... Take the Tie Fighter. They're like we're not going to be able to get far enough away because exactly. like they're meant for short little bursts of attacking yeah. right outside of a ship.
0: Yes, so they're the they're the more maneuverable, faster fighters, but they don't have the same armor stamina, armament uh, yeah. as well because they don't have the same shields as an X Wing does. That's why X Wings were technically more expensive, but they were heavier and stronger.
1: Yeah, and they could uh, they could do hyper hyperdrive, hyperdrive, uh,
0: hyperspace. Yeah, they had hyperdrives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and you can even tell just by the engine bays on both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell by the, the entire back portion where, like, the astromech droid sat. Behind it was just the engine. Yep. So, it was just, there's the hyperdrive, here's, like, the power going into everything. So, yeah.
1: Speaking of astromech droids, <laughs> did you know that that first five minutes of Star Trek that you love uh, has, like, two frames of R2-D2 in it? No. Yeah. Because <laughs> they do it as a joke? Uh, well, J.J. J. Abrams did it as, like, a nod to, like, his face. Like so star trek fans hate this by the way
2: like jj abrams put r2d2 in star
1: trek kill him (laughs) um but that scene i think it's right after the suicide bomb when there's just debris and everything uh floating or like bouncing off the uh the windshield essentially uh r2d2 bounces off the windshield really like he's a a quote-unquote piece of debris
0: uh speaking of star trek i don't really play games right mm-hmm. i don't really play video games i don't really do much i play overwatch that's kind of well known however there was a star trek game mm-hmm. called fleet commander yes and I'll, the i VR was vr game right yeah and i was well uh, on the phone
2: no, okay, no, on okay, the phone okay.
0: no no i know what you're talking about the one where you're like playing on a bridge with others yeah. and this one this is just on the phone it's just a mobile game yep. it's one of those standard timed experiences you collect and spend yeah. and build. This unlocks
1: and, in 24 hours or you yeah. could give us a dollar.
0: Yeah, so. that kind of shit. So, I do it cuz it's fun and the music is really good. That's honestly why I, I stay in it because yeah. the music is like da, 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 da. like it's the it's the <laughs> Calvin lines yeah. music and I was just like, "Oh, it's so good." But I remember after I played the game enough, I got so jonesed for <laughs> the JJ Abrams like experience of that universe again yeah that i i laid in i put the phone down in bed turned on my apple tv went to went to plex where i i one of my friends has it yep went to the exact scene where the enterprise <laughs> first gets deployed yep. when it meet when it's an emergency break like we have a distress signal from romulus like we're deploying all cadets due to the main fleet being in sector blah 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 yeah please report to your ships and they're all getting other transports. <laughs> yeah, they're all getting sent up and then you see the Enterprise and it's like, oh, it's such an old fucking thing. But then you get to the bridge. And yep. It's cool as shit. And it's all, and like the lens flare and then Sulu is, they're trying to understand Sulu that where's Commander blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, he's sick. Like I'm, I'm I'm Lieutenant Sulu. It's just, are you a pilot Sulu? Yes, very much so, sir. I, I just can't, uh, I just gotta get this figured out to get us out of here. And then I think it was Spock who goes, is the parking brake on? <laughs> or 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 I think I think uh, I think Cap, I think Captain Pike said it. Yeah. Like is the emergency brake on? And that's the
1: scene where it like scrapes out of the dock, right? He, <laughs> uh,
0: it, it's when he uh, tur- he like goes to warp. Everybody's warping around them. Yeah. And then you hear the whole ship go like and then he goes and everybody just looks at Sulu and Sulu's is just and that's when he goes, "Uh, Lieutenant, like and then, ah, so good. Yeah, and then when Pike goes, Is the e break on? And he goes, Boop, boop. <laughs> goes, ready to go. Out. <laughs> ready to go. In, ready to go on your command, Captain. Let's get to it. And then they go. It's so good. JJ Abrams, man. It's He's so got the good. Also, push. the guy who plays Captain Pike mm-hmm. is perfect as Captain Pike.
1: I don't remember who that is.
0: He has the perfect voice for okay. Captain Pike. He has the look. It it was such a good cast. And then also, like, when they... The coolest thing about that movie that made it so... Going back to, like, the submarine-style immersion. When, you know, uh, Kirk wakes up in Med Bay, fights his way up to the bridge, and Mm. he's trying to tell them, stop, we're walking to a trap. And finally, Uhura and Spock listen, and they go, he's actually very sound. This is a very good point. We might be going to a trap. And then when Pike goes... Are we hearing any transmissions from the fleet? And they go, nobody's responding. Then he goes red alert. And then they come out. And it's just I mean, I'm not I was never in the Navy, but it's that response when they come out and it's debris everywhere and immediately it's emergency. And you know captain pike's like emergency down 60 degrees like front engine like impulse <laughs> and like everybody's scrambling you hear all these that's noises the that's
1: so cool about it because like star wars is great and star wars is more about like the world and the aliens and the different like the politics and all this other stuff and like the lore of the lightsabers right, and right. the jedi and stuff it's like more that. religious yeah exactly it's more about like yeah, religion yeah, yeah. almost where it's star trek is is science it's yeah. literally it takes place in our world but in the future yeah like they're from earth um and it, like, it follows, like, there's all that physics shit yeah. that they have like, to worry about. For like,
0: them to say, is the e-brake on, is not That's weird. not something in that's Star Wars. That's not weird. Yeah. yeah, that's not weird. That's just, they're all making fun of that, you yeah. know? And it shows the movie when, uh, in the beginning, when he's driving his stepdad's, like, vintage muscle car. And yeah, he's getting yelled at. like, if you wreck, if you put a fucking dent in that car, boop. This <laughs> is... <laughs> you know it's playing like Aerosmith or whatever Yeah, like, that's
1: the cool part and then you, I think Beastie Boys yeah it was Beastie
0: Boys and then and then, and then in that scene where they come out of warp and the ship's going like emergency down and you see it trying to avoid it and you hear like everything straining to try yeah. to like immediately Ooh. respond it's just it's so fucking good man
1: it's so fucking <laughs> good it, uh, did you watch the show like any of the shows I so I or watched I remember
0: for a whole summer when I was uh, cooking and working at the at the pool bar at, a, at the hotel in my town, I remember the whole summer, um, Greg and Jade, two of my friends who I haven't spoken to in probably like five years, we all worked together and we would every day after work, go to Jade's house, have a six pack that we would split, make dinner together, <laughs> nice, and watch Star Trek. That's so cute. The next generation. And I was always, or Voyager, one mm. of those two. I watched Next Generation first. As a child, that's what I watched with Captain Picard when I got mm. older. That's what I stuck with because there's so many episodes. Then I got into Voyager. I didn't really care as a fan until that summer when I started watching it more. And I kept thinking, wow, this is really deep writing. Yeah. This is super, <laughs> super deep. Like, it's not- it gets existential and stuff easily. It's yeah. not like some drama. Th- it's not some kind of drama show. And I remember I said, I need to watch... The very first Star Trek. I need to see where this all... I need to see Kirk. Yeah. What is this William Shatner Classic, obsession? Yeah. And I remember thinking, first of all, it's so hard because the technology and the shooting and editing techniques and it's all so old. It's hard to go backwards like that. It is, but it's very easy to see why the original cast, it's almost like you can't picture anything different. It's so perfect. It's so, perfect. Iconic. It's yeah. so per- like. I never understood the Shatner obsession until mm-hmm. I saw that, and I thought, oh, I've, it makes total sense why everybody's obsessed <laughs> with this the guy. captain. Yeah, <laughs> he is Captain Kirk. Yeah. It's the man of... Like, they set the tone for the universe of Star Trek right. with how they did it, and that I, I had so much respect for that original uh, cast. Like, Spock is such an iconic person, right? Exactly. And I wasn't until I watched OG Spock and OG Kirk talk together where I remember thinking this is what everybody talks about this is what
1: everything is based on
0: yes this was the foundation you know this yeah.
1: this was a new hope
0: yeah it's literally like a new hope this is what set the bar yeah. for the entire universe it's not in the sense of this is the best it gets but it sets the bar as in no you're in this like as a as a viewer as a watcher you are as the audience in this universe with me because of this thing <laughs> like this is what puts you in here with me yeah yeah and that's what sold me on it. So, yeah. Also, the movies weren't that bad. Especially with, um, um, oh my God, Patrick Stewart.
1: Yeah. He's like the, so good. The movie's based on the next generation. Yeah, he's so fucking good. Which, uh, you know, the, like the new show that's in the works called... Uh, Discovery? No, I think it's called Picard. Oh, like really? he's coming back to really? do yeah, uh,
0: Captain Picard. He's so. G- I remember uh, my f- uh, my friend Chet, who was on, who actually was a guest on my uh, martial arts podcast, um, Takedowns to Breakdowns. Mm-hmm. He
1: available now on yeah. Your yeah he was like a,
0: he's a huge fan of of Patrick Stewart in college. He always joked and always pretended like to do mannerisms of yeah. his. And I remember asking cuz at the time I thought, well, he's just Captain Picard, he he and my friend check goes, uh he's actually a professionally trained like English <laughs> traditional yeah. uh theater performer who has many different awards for XY and I was like, "No." He goes, "Look him up." And I did, and I was just, "Oh shit, I'm dumb. <laughs> he's so why did he even do Star Trek? Like that's, that's <laughs> Star Trek was so beneath him." Yeah, exactly. Like this it's, iconic role. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so be- it is beneath him. I was I was thinking this is why did they think he would say yes to this? Other yeah. than they they figured he would have fun with it, which he did. Yeah. He had a lot of fun. And once I went back and looked at Patrick Stewart's career and his life, his hobbies, it's funny how much they let him integrate himself into the next generation with the singing with the acting in The Hollow Deck. Yeah. He did a, I remember watching a scene where he was a pirate in The Hollow Deck and he was doing almost a classic performance of a theater production. <laughs> And I was thinking... And, like, killing it. Yeah, and I was thinking, this is literally what he's done before. That's why this is so fucking good. That's why this is so good. Even though it's a ten... Not even, it's a four-minute clip in a TV show in this one episode. This is, like, insanely good because he's that good of an actor. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, he's good. Um, I've, re- I've seen a couple episodes of The Next Generation, and I've seen the X-Men movies, and that's all I've ever... And, uh... Was it Extras, the Ricky Gervais show that he was in? I had like a cameo in in one episode. Um, It's brilliant, by the way. Look up uh, uh, Patrick Stewart on Extras. On Extras (laughs) scene is so fucking funny. Um, He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy too. He he plays himself on Extras, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like giving Ricky Gervais's character like acting tips. Oh, nice, like that. Nice. Um, Is there like another role? That is so good, but is like quote unquote beneath the actor. <laughs> like I can't uh, believe Iron Man for Robert Downey Jr. Well, kind of. At he the was, time, at the time, I would say not at the time because that's what brought him back. Like true, but keep in mind he,
0: that was right after rehab.
1: That was right after right, exactly.
0: But that was right after Robert Downey was doing like his best work.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he did like Chaplin and yeah.
0: Um, I mean, it was going downhill right before that because he was crashing and burning. But- yeah i remember thinking he's gonna be a superhero yeah okay because at
1: the time it's like okay i guess his career is on the way down it's
0: the same thing with benedict cumberbatch he's gonna be a superhero <laughs> same thing with Scarlett johansson he's gonna she's gonna be a superhero the only it, person it, in that that i thought was kind of fits is chris
1: evans yeah chris evans is like <laughs> yeah sure yeah <laughs> he's a fun guy like him.
0: he's a fun guy he he fits the role he looks the part he has great personality. Yeah, he fits yeah. that. He he f- he's he should be a superhero. Yeah. But everybody else, I remember thinking, Mark Ruffalo is a superhero.
1: <laughs> <There's>, what? <laughs> but like, that's so good. Like, uh, what Christian his- Bale? I also had the same thing. Well, I right. mean, like, maybe I didn't because Batman is like a w- different type of superhero role. Yeah. You have to be like this rich playboy philanthropist but you also be, have to be like this dark brooding oh god what's his name
0: uh peter um dinklage no not dinklage maybe it's not peter what's his name he such a common name and i keep forgetting it give me the role uh he's in he's an iron man he's um jarvis he was in the solo movie oh i don't know his name <laughs> oh god tim timmy timmy if, if, if you're listening to this you have I'm sorry permission to slap <laughs> me when you see me next time because there's
1: also a vision yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. What's his name?
0: <laughs> it's so.
1: Keep going. Oh, keep God. going.
0: But anyways, um, he, I also thought not so much that he, he didn't have the. Oh, you know who else? Paul. 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 B- Benny. Paul. Um. Paul Bettany. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Paul Bettany. <laughs> Paul Bettany. Oh, you know who else? The guy. The you know the guy. What's his name? He plays a scarecrow. Uh,
1: Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah
0: is so fucking good.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of his Irish films. He uh, is so good. The uh Wind That Blows the Poppies. Oh, that, that movie him? fucked me up. That movie <laughs> fucked me up like oh Jesus Christ. And uh 28 days later. That too. He was good in that
0: too. Days later. And then he's the fucking scarecrow. <laughs> I remember seeing him thinking he's I mean he fits that he can do the part, he can yeah. do the part but
2: He's but the then you're scare. like, oh, but
1: it's Christopher Nolan, so like it's, it's probably going to be different. It's probably going to be really good. I guess. I guess. I mean, uh, who would you say? Who would you say? Uh, I mean, because we were talking talking about Star Trek, very similar to um, Patrick Stewart it was Alec Guinness playing Obi Wan Kenobi. Really, like, same yeah. thing. Like he was yeah. a very successful actor, and then he was playing. Like the mentor role in the, the space hermit, the hermit sci-fi, mentor role, yeah, space <laughs> sci-fi opera.
0: You need to believe in the forest,
1: like,
0: <laughs> Luke. Yeah, exactly. So That's good. Like, yeah.
1: Who else? Who else? This is this is good. Uh,
0: I'm just thinking of my reactions of roles, not yeah. so much just what's their what's their background and that led to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of those Marvel characters kind of did. I think a trend that maybe Christopher Nolan started with Heath Ledger, where it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Heath Ledger is playing the guy from, uh... wow, I can't remember that rom com. A Night's Tale? Those rom coms he was in. No, a 10 Tale? Things I Hate About You. Oh, you're right, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, that guy is going to play the Joker way to but, ruin the But that was beneath him. It wasn't beneath him, but that was like that was, now uh, I'm that just was thinking of like weird roles. Yeah, but like that was where over Before him. the movie came out, you're like, nope, wrong. Try again. Get a new acting director. Can
0: you imagine everybody shitting on Heath Ledger for that role, and then that movie came out, and, and everybody... he
1: didn't. He wasn't even around to right. see that. Everybody was like, fuck, that's the best performance anybody's ever given. <laughs> but everybody just fucking lost their minds about it. Just yeah. <gasps> holy
2: shit. Yeah,
1: I remember seeing that movie in theaters, and I was like, this, this is a movie that like. We're gonna be talking about for a long time.
2: <laughs>
0: I I I think
1: I, I watched that movie just for Joker. Yeah, I just want to see him all the time. I uh, I was scrolling through Netflix the other day, and I do the thing that I do, where I scroll through. I'm like, oh, let me find something to watch. New new TV show, new movie, blah blah blah, nothing. Okay, I'll just keep watching The Office. And I noticed The Dark Knight was there. I'm like, yeah, fuck, let's do this. Give me two more hours of Heath Ledger. In my life. Just just oh my. God. You you just did one of his things in the movie
2: though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you yeah. got a lot of fight in you. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. I like it when he claps. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. That apparently was uh improvised. The Really? Everybody's clapping because of Commissioner Jordan and he's just staring at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sarcastically clapping. Just like kind of smiling. Uh, dude is so good. Oh, fuck. That's good. Um ooh, I Have get... you seen that picture of him skateboarding on set? Yeah. <laughs> that's I've such a weird picture. Yeah. Cause that's like <laughs> Everybody knows he did method acting for that role and like people did not like being around him because he was super like creepy and cringy because he was the Joker and people who act like the Joker are creepy and cringy and he was doing that while they were filming the movie but they were bored that the scene where... uh like the whole chasing um, Harvey Dent through the streets and his truck gets flipped over and then he comes to stab Batman and spoilers Commissioner Gordon uh, arrests him but they were bored and the, the Christian Bale in the Batman costume is just laying on the ground he grabs his skateboard starts and starts skateboarding Ollie's over this, him Ollie's over Christian Bale and there's this picture of him mid Ollie yeah. uh, in full Joker makeup and wardrobe over Christian Bale dressed up as Batman. It's perfect. It's perfect. And like it's it's like wallpaper worthy. <laughs> you
0: know what else? Uh, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of. Um. I'm. I'm. Oh, fuck! I just had it. I just had it. I was thinking of. I was thinking of another another role that was just so out there. Where you think? Why did they? What did they see in this? Like, perfect example is Heath Ledger. What? What did? What did they see?
1: Daniel Craig, James Bond. People are like, he's blonde. They oh, can't
0: oh. do that. You know what I was thinking? Huh? Hey, um, I didn't think that was a big deal with Daniel Craig.
1: I didn't either because I didn't love James Bond at the time. But my cousin, who's like a James Huge. Bond fanatic, he like he he, he was offended. <laughs> uh, he was triggered. not excited. He was triggered. <laughs> I guess we could call
2: it. Trigger. <laughs>
1: triggered. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> but um, Casino Royale is his favorite Bond movie. Okay. It ended up becoming his favorite oh, movie. Oh, nice,
0: nice, nice. Because um, it's perfect. I forget the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling went from The Notebook to this fucking Shooter movie. This Shooter movie. A driver? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was Driver. And I remember thinking uh, it's The Notebook guy. The, ro- the romantic. <laughs> and then I think it was Timmy. And I think it was... T- yeah, it was Timmy. Uh, Timmy goes, dude, just... I can watch it that movie man just go in there with whatever preconceptions you want it's gonna blow them away yeah and i remember i remember committing to it because timmy was so adamant just trust me it's worth that watch yeah and i did i remember thinking holy fuck
1: that was a new kind of movie when it came out like i had never seen a movie like that before yes and now ryan gosling is that guy like he's the dark broody doesn't talk a lot badass don't fuck with him kind of guy yeah like blade runner right Right. dude i didn't see blade runner 2049 either uh I haven't seen the OG or that I don't one. love Blade Runner. Sorry oh. everybody, but okay. it's it feels super dated. Like it's hard to go back and watch that. It's also a it's a noir like um detective movie. Yeah. Like there's not a voiceover, I don't think. I, I think in some cuts in the movie there is, but It's like a detective, like, murder mystery type thing.
0: You know movies I don't like watching? Mm. I don't like watching old movies that take place in older times. You know why? Okay. It's because it's too brutal. I, like, (laughs) Like Wild Wild West movies? Braveheart? Yeah. Wild Wild West? Um, I'm talking more like Wild Wild West slash... You know, basically any time where medicine and doctors and surgery wasn't the standard, like anything. It's you like said, you
1: get shot in the leg and you're probably gonna die.
0: Yeah, that kind of shit. Because it's it's too maybe primal or raw is the word. It's almost too intense for me to take in now, which yeah. is weird. Because as a kid, I thought that was always thrilling. Yeah, always. I loved the westerns. It was always thrilling to see the shootout and and see the arrows and see them eating a, a buffalo heart. Like that shit was always so.
1: <laughs> no, seriously, that shit was always so. So enthralling <laughs> the top three things you think of, <laughs> westerns. you know, the shooting and the arrows and the eating a buffalo heart. Well, I, I was just thinking of scenes <laughs> that like that, that now what's, makes me. What is that from? Uh, the fucking... only thing I could think of is uh, it was Daenerys uh, eating the horse heart. No, anyways. no,
0: no. Um, it was. uh, What's his name?
1: Kurt Russell. Yeah. And uh, Tombstone.
0: Jameson was a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, that's a good movie. Um, no, no, no. It was, it was one of those like artsy older movie. Not artsy. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. I see you don't know Timmy, and if Timmy was here, <laughs> this is gonna be the Timmy episode. <laughs> he, he's already had one. It's it's it's. Oh god, I miss you, Timmy. If he was here, it, it, I love talking to him about stuff like this because not only is his knowledge a uh, uh, vast, but his opinion is is I value his opinion so much on things. But, um,
2: fuck.
1: I think it's Tombstone. No. Nope. I searched Kurt Russell Buffalo Heart. It's probably not. You know why? It's probably not Kurt Russell. Okay. It's probably not Kurt Russell. Eating Buffalo Heart. <laughs> Eating. Or
0: bison. Try bison.
1: It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Eating Buffalo Heart. Dances with Wolves? Yes, there it is. There it is. Dancing with the. Wolf. Oh, yep. There's the, yep. <laughs> that that's what's happening in
2: this scene that I'm watching.
0: Yikes. <laughs> yeah. See. So that kind of shit now. Oh, is almost too. Like the most I can handle is the emotional roller coaster of nostalgia with Star Wars, or the the thrilling ride of. Superhero movies that are done really well, and that's kind of all I can really handle is new movies, which I don't understand.
1: You know, like do you? So I know like the only movies you go to the theater are like Star Wars and Marvel. That's it. But do you watch other new movies like no. when they hit Netflix or something? No. I watch stand up. That's, that's Netflix. why those are the billion dollar movies. Because <laughs> you are not alone in that.
0: Yeah, it's just, and I don't know what it is. It's almost just as I've gotten older, the suffering around me. And, and the world is so much more apparent that I don't want to go see suffering. It's escapism. Yes. It's I'll, like.
1: Exactly. You want to just immerse yourself in another world. Just I'll,
0: get away for two hours. And that's what Star Wars does. That's exactly. Star and not only that, but they're always, there's stories of of strength and overcoming. and, and Except sp- for
1: Infinity War. <laughs>
0: infinity war threw me for a surprise womp womp, you lost yeah yeah that kind of threw me for but i i kind of went in there knowing yeah that arc was this gonna is happen
1: part one of the most devastating stories from the comic books it's yeah. not
0: gonna have a happy
1: ending <laughs> yes
0: so i'm going into endgame on a media blackout aka Ooh. a lesson i learned from timmy that Stay i strong i love doing it. i did it with star wars mm. i did it with the past i did it with solo i did it with force awakens i did it with last jedi i'm doing it i Didn't do it with the fitting war. I'm doing it with Endgame. I for Marvel movies,
1: I do the opposite of that. Because I (laughs) love dissecting them. You drown in it. I watch multiple half hour videos that go through the trailers frame by frame and look for details and clues. And I learn most of the movie before it comes out watching it. I hate that. Can I tell you what the estimated runtime for Endgame is? Yes, please. Over three hours. Yes. Stroke it, Dubs. <laughs> well, this is crack and pepper. You you crack up top. Oh, you're crack. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Crack pepper. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I saw an interview with the uh, Russo brothers where they're like, "Can we ask you how long it is?" and they're like. Well, it's still not completely done, but we've we've shown three showings, and we've edited it down a little bit in between, and it's, it's, it's just about three hours now, and they're like, wow, three-hour movie, and they're like, yeah, but we will say this, in all the showings that we've had, not a single person has gone out to go to the bathroom, so that's a good <laughs> sign. <laughs>
2: imagine
1: doing something for three hours where there's not a 30 second break that you feel comfortable with going to the bathroom (laughs) you're like nope i'm gonna piss my pants i need to see (laughs) i
0: need to i cannot move i cannot blink i must remain here and
1: that movie is gonna do things that no movie has ever done before
0: the hardest thing about the media blackout is not the media blackout leading up to the movie it's actually the blackout afterwards after it gets released because i don't want to go with a, I've talked about this with you and Johnny. Yeah. I don't want to go to a packed theater. I want to go to a theater that's mainly alone for me to see by myself because I need to be there with just my the emptiness. No, you
1: got to be there with a the nope. midnight showing. Nope. And then I best.
0: hear. Nope. Then I hear kids coughing and people crunching through it's popcorn experience man. And can't, no, I want them all to just choke and just pass <laughs> out and just leave me in silence. That's all I, I want to hear. That I don't. I don't want to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all this shit all that shit no yeah fuck you yeah fucking all this all this fucking shit in the background and then I'm trying to understand what they're saying and the music is trying to be dramatic yeah in the scene like all that shit go fuck yourself How, you fucking animals I don't want to be around any of them like just that's that's it for me so
1: yes depending on the movie that can totally ruin um, not ruin a movie the thing that ruins a movie for me though and i st- still can't believe that this is a thing people on their fucking cell phones people talking during the movie
0: and you know what increases Get in possibility out. with both of those things mm. a fucking packed midnight showing of a fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> so and i've successively seen all the movies i've wanted to see and a pretty empty movie with media blackout i've been able to do so it. i go at like a 12 o'clock or so one o'clock risky showing. dude I've done like, it. You're going to stumble
1: it. across a meme like two days after the I'll, movie's I'll, out.
0: i reddit blackout. Once it happens, I'm not on reddit anymore. Oh, my God. Yep. I
1: can't do what you do. Um, <laughs> willpower. The most, Fucking willpower. I think I talked about this a long time ago on the show, but I'm going to talk about it again. The best movie going experience I had was also the last of like the real midnight showings. Like, yeah, huh? this movie starts at 12.01. Okay. Where now it's like fucking whatever. It starts at 5 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> Because they want to get those early. The people are fanatics about it. And they're still get the people. They basically they can fit more people into that Thursday than they can. into yeah, yeah, exactly. So I miss that midnight release culture because the best midnight release, the best movie going experience I ever went to was the first Avengers movie. Because that at the time did something that no movie ever really did before. I think at that time it was six movies leading up into this one. Yeah. And they all ended with like a cliffhanger that it's they're all gonna meet in this movie. So tell me about
0: that experience.
1: It can be summed up with the Hulk doing the smashing Loki over his head back and forth, puny god the puny god scene. Yeah an eruption of cheers and laughter that you don't get after, after, he, seeing after he said puny god no just like the enough I am a god all of you are beneath and gets interrupted <laughs> and you just it pulls back and you can see him <laughs> fucking god, god, yonk, god. yonk 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 um, just during that just oh my god and like people laughing and applauding like one of my friends stood up <laughs> and was just looking at it like that because th- it's all of the most hardcore fans who are gonna like Drink pound Red Bulls so they could stay up to start watching a movie past midnight. Like you get the, the like the cream of the crop, like the best of the best fans, right? All in one room, not a single seat is empty, and they're all watching the same movie that you've been waiting that's for, all I, for. That's five five the other years. thing. I
0: don't want shitty seats. I want the shitty seats are plenty. the
1: second they go up for pre-order. You got to snag those middle of the theater seats, or you wait. <laughs> But marinated. I also can't, I also, part of, for me, part of the movie going experiences for these movies is you clock in for work the next day and you're talking about it with all your friends. What's the, and there was people who there, there, there was, there, are dubs in the rooms who were like, Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's like, okay, we'll leave the room I, and cl- I did take a sick day and I do and go I home. Leave. I leave.
0: <laughs> um, two things. One, I think the best scene of the first Avengers was not only when they finally all meet in New York yep. to defend. But is when they actually meet when thor comes down and And they're in the the woods and they don't know who
1: the other person is yeah and they don't like each other yeah and i remember
0: it goes like what's going on he goes cap like no he really likes that hammer and he (laughs) grabs it it.
1: Uh, (laughs) dude and like uh, joss whedon was the perfect person for that (laughs) yeah he has like that jj abrams style of let's just make magic and like let's just do what people want us to do, and do it in a cool way, and have it feel satisfying, and just, yes. There are so many little scenes and sequences in that movie. Like, there's fan theories going back years and years and years. Uh, Cap's shield is the strongest substance on Earth. Thor's hammer—it's like Thor's hammer—is the most powerful weapon in the universe. It's like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. What happens if he tried to hit Cap and Cap blocked with the shield? What would happen? They answer it in that movie for the first time canonically ever, and and it it just fucking explodes. It
0: explodes. The (laughs) the air around everything gets exploded.
1: That in the movie, people are like, (gasps) like, uh, like. The, the they did scene. it as a move.
0: They do it as a move a lot. Actually, Thor will throw something at they, Captain. Yeah, they learned it. it. They're like, yeah. okay,
1: and then they okay. use that as yeah. like a teamwork thing yeah. later. um the freaking the thor shooting tony stark with lightning and is yeah. like power at 400 yeah, percent. and goes no. hmm, that's interesting and then fucking blasts him <laughs> yeah. with his chest that was fucking rad yeah that one panning shot where it shows what each of the avengers are doing it's one single smooth motion shot it shows like hawkeye shooting a thing iron man hulk smashing a bunch of stuff he lands on one of the big Chitari whales and oh, then he's yeah. fighting with thor and then it ends and they crash in grand central station Or and captain hulk, and, and yeah and hulk just punches thor um, yeah. <laughs> off screen huge laughter the fucking there's one quick scene where they show uh actually it's part of this one tracking shot they show Iron Man blasting his uh like laser beams into Cap's shield and Cap is redirecting it into yeah. a bunch of the aliens yep. that move is from Marvel Ultimate Alliance like you could do combo moves between really? two characters yeah so Joss Whedon was like that's cool stealing that for the movie <laughs> and like me and my fr- I went to see it with all my friends from GameStop oh, we're like God. that's the thing this from Ultimate a- Alliance <laughs> <laughs> like it's just you're seeing it with all these people instead of in a room alone. A week Jeez. later, avoiding see, spoilers. I don't see.
0: Here's the thing: I'm not a comic book guy, so I don't know anything of what you just said. But I can imagine the atmosphere of excitement when those
1: things happened. Yeah, when it was like, oh,
0: fuck, they did it! Like yeah. oh shit, they
1: did it! That's actually so. I'm not a huge comic book fan either. I know like the basics about a lot of things, um, and I also know like the video games that they're in and the blah blah blah. Like all the. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't know shit about them. So, I watched every trailer breakdown, and I learned as much as I could through, like, the wikis about what each of these characters are. So, when they did things in the movie, I'm like, I understand that. That's, like, a reference that I know now, because I did all this research. Oh, nice. So, that's why I can't do the blackouts. Like, Captain Marvel, I don't know shit about. I don't so know So, like, like I'm looking up a bunch of stuff about Captain Marvel, because they're... They're going to drop references to for all the diehard fans out there, aka the Chris Robinsons who do a bunch of Wikipedia before the movie. Or the
0: people who've been fans since (laughs) they were kids and collected comics. Like, that's what's cool about the Marvel movies. They always do that, they always honor the original part of it. And that's why I think it has such a deep fandom. Besides the fact that it's done well by great actors and actresses and all that other stuff and good directors and uh, an amazing studio. It's on top of that, they stick to the bloodline yeah i don't really stray too far my other question was what's the longest you've sat in a sauna what yeah what's the longest you've sat in a sauna and how hot
1: was the sauna i don't know how hot it was hot though like i got in sat down and started sweating probably like half an hour with my dad at this like vacation resort spa one time yeah when i was like 15 <laughs> The longest I've
0: stayed in a sauna was above 185 degrees. I want to say it was close to 195. I sat in it for 45 minutes. Yeah. That's the longest I did. It's a lot. It's suffering. It's because you feel like you're melting. Your body's freaking out. Your body's going, it's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. We're not cooling off. We're not cooling off. Sweat more. We're not cooling off. We're not cooling off. We're getting dehydrated. I feel like if you sit in there for too
1: long, you're literally going to cook. Right? That's almost the temperature you can eat at.
0: But it's because I can do that that I can do this media blackout.
1: You've dubsified it now. Instead of it's just avoiding spoilers, it's, I want to suffer before I watch this movie. No, 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 i not trying to suffer. It's just, I can... You have that willpower. It's just... The sauna thing is like a willpower test right. that prepares you for these media blackouts. Right. right. It's, it's just... It's brutal. So, in it, Infinity War, I right. didn't get tickets... Early enough to like see it on a Thursday, so I had to see it Friday night and I was really nervous. So I had to do one day of the post release media blackout. So I didn't want to go on Reddit, but I don't have that staying in a 185 degree (sighs) sauna willpower. So I would like literally go on Reddit with like my eyes squinted in case I see anything that looks like a spoiler and then look away. I'm just going to delete
0: the Reddit app off my phone and I'll be fine. (laughs) That's all I'm doing. It's just, it's gone.
1: Like literally was like my head was turned at a 45 degree angle away from my phone in case I could see something.
0: I work with, I work surrounded by TVs. You know how hard it is (laughs) when Star Wars stuff comes out and I have to just be like,
1: yeah. I have to
0: just stare at the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's rough. Speaking it's
1: rough. of uh JJ Abrams, he's back on that Star Wars episode nine. Right. right. Wrapping up the entire series. Like literally episodes one through eight have been leading up to this movie. I mean not really leading up, but I, the original plan. It's was not always, gonna end though. It's it Star can't. Wars isn't gonna end, but the Skywalker saga is ending. The four five six one two three seven eight nine, the end no there's... more Luke Skywalker no more Leia no more Han Solo unless they do like spinoff movies like they Solo they won't uh, true they might they might they, there was that um, Obi-Wan movie that got scrapped oh God here um, McGregor as Obi-Wan just do it just please <laughs> just do it just fucking do it <laughs> and uh, there's the Mandalorian show you know what I, I
0: want yeah yeah I know about that you know what I want and because I think I said this to Johnny I don't know if you were in the episode mm-hmm. I went down the rabbit hole <laughs> on Emperor Palpatine's history yeah and it's weird how political how politically i mean it was made by a human on earth right (laughs) like this is all invented by somebody who lives yeah (laughs) but it's crazy how relatable and large-scale things things go down Mm -hmm. in his life that are all based out of politics stuff that we deal with yeah like i i told johnny and johnny was like whatever i was like no johnny the whole there's a war that starts because of tariffs Yeah, (laughs) like that that happens. Not only does that is that a possibility here, like on this planet in real life, but in this universe, this made up world, the tariffs led to it led to the War of Naboo. Which led to everything unfolding that we know now. Yeah. So it led to the, up to episode nine, the end of the Skywalker saga. <laughs> yeah. So it's a pretty crazy thing that this one guy just did this one thing and lied about tariffs and lied about violence to two separate people. Mm-hmm. And they went off of those lies and created this giant storm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Ugh, it's insane it's insane i mean yeah it's it's made by a human on earth so they're drawing from their own knowledge right but, but the, the thing with like the prequels is like okay here's literally three movies about american politics that is in space i think that's why it didn't do well yeah, not like, to mention the cgi is bad the acting's poor it's,
0: yeah that's not well shot or edited but the fact that as a young child trying to see star wars you want to see Fight and glory, you want to see sacrifice and friendship. You want, want to see, see what, dog fighting. You and... want to see what the three movies were about. Like yeah. those three movies were really about friendship, fighting for what you believe mm-hmm. in. And and hope. hope. Yeah. And hope. Yeah. That's really what it was. The first three movies were literally the amount of times the Galactic Senate was mentioned, <laughs> and you saw like, like the meetings of uh, the the jury meeting together. Yeah. And <sighs> the politics behind it is fascinating, not for children. No, and
1: that's what sucks about those movies. George Lucas was like, well, Star Wars has always been for children, so for the prequels I wanted to make it kid-friendly, and that's why I had a bunch of goofy Jar Jar Binks-ass motherfuckers and pod racing. His words, exactly. Yeah. But it's a, it's a children's movie with Jar Jar Binks and pod racing that's about politics. Yeah. Who the fuck is that movie for?
0: Exactly. And that's why they put the Clone Wars out, so they could appease the kids. Yeah, and the Clone Wars fucking rules. Yeah, the Clone Wars were great, but it was... This whole thing about... Oh, my God. It, it, it's really interesting. Mm. Looking as an adult at the politics of how all that happened. Yeah. The tariffs, the blockade. Like, the blockade on four tariffs. Like, the Trade Federation versus the Galactic. Or just... If you think about it from, like, privatized versus, uh, like, federal regulations. Like, you're looking at the... It's really cool as yeah. an adult because you get it as an adult. Yeah, exactly. As a
1: kid, it's like, oh God, ah. Yeah. It, like, it's kind of like, like a shitty version of Game of Thrones where like, yeah. you see all these political like moves and stuff like that. It's like, ooh, that's going to piss off this faction, blah, blah, yep. blah. that They're probably going to have to retaliate because yep. that's the only way to like keep their respect or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, see, I know, I, I've I never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Never. That was totally what I was
1: wanted to talk about for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> remember you were on oh, episodes yeah, I was on the Game where, of Thrones episode? Where like, I did nothing. Thanks. I just
0: <laughs> drank a beer. Don't you remember? <laughs> I do remember that. I sat <laughs> on like the floor of my lines. phone and drank a beer, and that's all I did. <laughs> And I said, do I have to be on this episode? Because I said, Johnny, I can just go upstairs. And he was all, no, dude, you're you're part of the podcast. You have to be there. I'm not going to say anything. I don't watch
1: the fucking show. That's another thing that, like, so there's a couple people at my work who don't watch it. And what I've been telling them is, like, listen. I'm not going to tell you what everybody else tells you. Oh, it's the best show ever, even though it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that you're missing out on, like, a cultural event. Like, this final season... People are going to be talking about for years. People have been talking about the show for years. It's so good. There are episodes where everybody comes into work next day and they're like, oh my god, I can't, this changes everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to end now. It's all been leading up to this. Nobody knows how it's going to end. People who read the books knew what was going to happen, but the guy who writes the fucking books, does, he's just been taking a crap for five years now. And it's it's all it's all coming to this, and you still have time to catch up. Because what I was going to talk about is what I did last year when I think we were in the middle of doing this when we did the Game of Thrones episode. I really wanted Johnny to watch it. And I turned it into like this fun work team building activity at the place we used to work. And I made a calendar of like, okay, season seven starts on this day. There are 60 episodes of the show, so 60 days before this day, if you watch one episode a night, that way we can all talk about it, and all those people who've never seen it before can have that feeling of like coming into work and talking about the new episode they just watched, because you can't do that if you're watching it five years late. And come in and be like, oh, my God, remember that episode where that guy died? It's like, oh, yeah, I guess. But if everybody's watching at the same time at a, at the same rate, it'll be super fun. I started that again at my new work. Yeah. And I made a calendar and I convinced a couple other people to watch it. And I'm watching it way too fast. I'm like 12 episodes ahead because I can't <laughs> fucking stop watching the show. It's so fascinating. And like this whole thing you're talking about with the the prequels, once you're an adult and you could actually look at like the politics of like, wow, that's really interesting. Game of Thrones is so that Like, there's cool, like, there's dragons and zombies and shit like that, and that stuff is really exciting, and, like, that Star Wars-y, like, original Star Wars kind of way, like, this is just fun and exciting, and oh my god, I can't believe what's gonna happen, but there's also, like, betrayal and backstabbing, and, like, hardcore politics, (laughs) like, tariffs, and like, we, like, the, we're running out of money in the budget, we need more gold so we could pay these people, because they helped us, and we need them to help us again to, like, secure this faction of the country and whatever, and... That's fascinating, dude. And you were just talking about this is the reason I wanted to talk about Game of Thrones. The the Palpatine like made these couple little decisions way back in episode 1 that like made this whole thing. That's what everybody talks about with Game of Thrones. Like do you ever think about how thing. this one guy fucked over this one person and started a war. Like and you see the war build up in episode 1, there's and er, in season 1, there's not a war going on yet, but you see it build up and then in like season 5 you realized how that thing that started season one happened because of this one guy. And you're like, fucking, he literally started all of this. It's fascinating. And you got to watch it like three times to absorb all of that. I can't watch it. Is it? I mean, whatever. I'm not going to be the guy who tells you it's the best show of all time, even though it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had this talk with Johnny. We had this talk with Johnny about how I can't do it. I convinced Johnny to watch it. He's like, "All I,
1: right, fun. I'll give it a couple no, episodes." But it, two episodes in, he was hooked, and well, he would no, run into work every
0: day. I know. No, it, it's I can't. I can't watch that. I can't watch Breaking Bad. Oh I can't watch. You
1: never watch Breaking Bad? That is actually the best show of all time. Like Game of Thrones <laughs> faltered a little bit once it got past the books, where like the showrunners were no longer adapting an amazing book into right. an amazing TV show. They were right. writing a TV show where it's like, "Oh, you guys aren't so good at doing that, but you're still pretty good." Yeah. Breaking Bad is perfection for five and a half seasons.
0: How many seasons did it go for?
1: It's five seasons, but the fifth se- season was like extra long. Okay. Okay. So good. It's also on Netflix. <laughs> I know. I'm Bang not watching out it. out in a month. I'm not
0: gonna watch it. Uh, I do want to talk <laughs> about that scene from The Office that I randomly went on. <laughs> the one that's like, you know, uh, no, you, oh, you know why? It's because on Reddit I saw what's his name Ryan. Yeah. When he said. Hooked up with her on on uh, February
2: thirteenth.
0: February 13th. 13th. Yeah, and I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, I remember that scene." And I, I thought, "Oh wow, they have a whole bunch of scenes. I, I want to look it up. I just looked up like the scenes Ryan with them, and Kelly Ryan and Kelly scenes." And I yeah, exactly. And I and the second I started playing, like those first two seasons that I did watch, yeah. came flooding back to me. <laughs> I remember thinking, "Oh my god, this was insane." And when she. <laughs>
1: Well, guess what, buddy? I'm, I'm pregnant, pregnant, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> she's like, "Are you sure?" Okay, fine. I'll take you out, wear something nice, blah blah blah. We'll go to really nice yeah, restaurant. We'll, uh,
0: this is not the place. We'll uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about it tonight, and uh we'll figure it out. And then
1: she goes, "It's a date." <laughs> Just lies you texted me about that you were like hey do you want to record on friday also ryan and kelly scenes from the office are amazing and that's the scene that we both brought up because that boils down how broken of a relationship those two people have in one scene where he's like no screw you and she lies about being pregnant and he's like okay (laughs) And she's just happy that he, she got a date with this total
2: douchebag.
0: And then she's trying to get back with him. And then he's trying to get back with her. And it's just
1: all this For stuff years. Goes. Literally, uh, okay. the finale. Like, that keeps going until the finale Seriously? of that show. Yeah, <laughs> Like, they're the opposite of Jim and Pam. Where it's like, will they, won't they, will they, won't yeah. they. They're together. They're not together. Whatever. But it's just disgusting the whole time. <laughs> I remember the
0: the best scene i think it was kelly who did it to ryan she she goes up to stanley and when like ryan's talking to <laughs>
1: stanley's, stanley's <kid>. daughter <laughs> no stanley's daughter won't stop talking to ryan and kelly is jealous of that and <laughs> says hey i think ryan's sniffing around your daughter
0: <laughs> and then he confronts him he goes boy you lost your damn mind talking to my daughter like that. <laughs> and ryan's just i i i, I I'm. <laughs>
1: Uh, Stanley just yelled at me, which I think was the scariest moment of my entire life.
0: <laughs> the funniest thing too was, or well not not the funniest, but like the, one of the coolest things too was oddly seeing Jim go from young, skinny Jim. Mm-hmm. So when him and Pam are together, he's massive, thick Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't notice that until I watched, I rewatched some highlights, and I remember thinking, Jim got big. Yeah. What the fuck happened? I think he
1: started uh, acting in movies, so he had that like Chris Pratt transformation, not to that extent right. yet, at least. Now yet, he does. Now he does. He's yeah. Ripped, and he's got that man beard. He's, he's huge. got like a carpet on his yeah, face. Yeah, because he's
0: uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, and he's huge. Oh. I remember thinking, because I remember the exact scene when. <laughs> I think it was Jim or Jim and Pam were talking to, yeah, they were talking to Kelly or something. And Kelly says something along, no, it was Jim talking to Kelly. Like, hey, how's it going? She goes, oh, it's good. Oh, guess what I did last night. And you could see Jim just be like in the fridge going, oh, <laughs> uh, oh no. Uh, uh, what happened last night? She goes, oh, I was on a date with some guy. And she, she's trying to explain the details. Yeah. And he's like, that's, that's cool. It's that's great. He's, he's
1: just backing out of the room and the <laughs> door is closing. He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's great. It's it's great and it closes. <laughs> then that very next scene in the in the clip in the in the compilation it was uh it's then like him with Pam, mm-hmm. and that's when he's immediately just <laughs> boof
1: and everything wow. Got rid of that weird like baseball cap haircut. Swoof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then but it's like his shoulders like got up and I was just <laughs> like, Jesus, why did he add two inches to his body everywhere? <laughs> fuck. What the fuck you're doing? I
1: think that first uh that first like big movie that he was in and it's not even a big movie now. Leathers. Do you remember Leathers? The movie with him and George Clooney on like an old like 1930s football team because they wore like the leather like aviator caps (laughs) as helmets. That was like his breakout like movie thing. Really? Yeah it sucked but he was like the second billing after George Clooney in it. Why George Clooney has a lot of
0: weird flops. Yeah. For a guy who's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Who has a lot of good movies. Yeah. Has a lot of flops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like I'm, it's not like Tom he, Cruise, he, who's he,
0: always, for the most part, at least on the box office level, he hits yeah. it out the park. Not yeah. to say it's critically acclaimed, but he hits it
1: out the park for the most part in the box office. Yeah, he's like he's had a couple flops, but everybody does. But he's had so many successes. Could you imagine Tom Cruise in the Marvel Universe? Nope, don't want to <laughs> think about it. I mean, like, that's a I weird f- casting. Fucking love Tom Cruise. He is a cr- Marvel, crazy person who I never want to meet in person. But in Marvel? I don't think he could do Marvel. Star Wars? Dear he God, no. He cannot know. do Star Wars. Dear God, no. <laughs> Please keep
0: him as far away as you can. from. I don't think Tom Cruise could do any other movie than a Tom Cruise starring movie.
1: Yes. Here's, here's something scary, though. I don't want to scare you, but him and J.J. Abrams are real close buds because they did those Mission Impossibles together. He could be in Star Wars. <laughs> He's not, though. They already announced the full cast, and he is definitely not in it. They would have said that already. I think they're almost done filming that movie. Really? I think so. I think so.
0: Speaking of, no, we haven't really discussed any joy, uh, joy, any anticipation for anything other than Endgame and Captain Marvel. I have... Like, um, to, like. do you go to movies? Because... Oh, yeah.
1: You see everything. Yes. So one, you saw Alita Battle Angel. I didn't, but I really want to. Wait, okay. is that out? Yes. Ooh, are the reviews for it good? Yes. Because I've been waiting to see the reviews for the You know what movie? the
0: reviews are really good for, oddly? Alita Battle Angel. I believe yes. they're above 85%. Wow. And you know what's got like a 98 right now? Um, Bumblebee? No, the final, the final, uh, tr- the final movie
1: of the How to Train Your Dragon series. Those movies are great. The first two are amazing. It's a ninety-eight on Tomatoes. Yeah, it's like the only thing DreamWorks does right is <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon. Well, they do other movies. I mean, they did Shrek. Shrek was good. It was it, it was Shrek. It's not like Disney <laughs> Pixar stuff.
2: <laughs> wow, the
0: the the dripping disdain. It was Shrek. Wow, <laughs> I that mean, was brutal.
1: A Let me backtrack a little bit. Shrek one fucking masterpiece, but a different kind of masterpiece. That's not a Pixar masterpiece. Dreamworks is the closest or um, how to train your dragon is the closest Dreamworks will ever get to Pixar. Like they are telling a really amazing story there. Like you could, you could tell not by the animation style, although yes, you can because Pixar is just so much better um, by like the way they're telling the story. Of if it's a Pixar movie or a DreamWorks movie, like Toy Story, is a it's a movie about toys that come alive. Cars. Cars sucks. Cars is their one.
2: Whoa. I mean. Whoa.
1: No, cars sucks. I'm I'm, I'm I was about to backtrack it, and Whoa. then I Have backtracked backtrack my backtrack. Cars. Have you seen Cars two? Have you seen Cars three? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was like a rock paper scissors thing. Um. But, like, Toy Story, it's a movie about talking toys that come to life when nobody's watching. Yeah. DreamWorks, they would just have them get into a bunch of crazy hijinks. Oh, boy. You gotta hide before the kid comes home. Uh-oh, you hid in the wrong spot. The kid knows you're a toy now. What are we gonna do? Well, they But, they, they, but Toy Story did that. Toy Story did that, but that's not what it was about. It was about this strong, like, uh, charismatic cowboy, like... I'm Andy's favorite, whatever. I don't have to worry about anything. And the future comes and fucking slaps him in the face. Buzz Lightyear and he has this crisis. He's like, "Oh my god, what if I'm the favorite just because I was the best that he had and now he has better? What am I going to do?" And he freaks out. And that's what the movie's about. Okay. Dreamworks would make a movie about talking toys.
0: Give me another example. Because Toy Story
1: is so unique. Give me Toy story 3. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Like outside the Toy Story universe. Give
1: me another <laughs> um, movie. What's another Pixar movie? Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is a movie about fish, and it's like Goofy and like Dory has short-term memory loss and whatever. But that is that is like, if that movie was like about humans, it could have been like R-rated. It was about a man (laughs) (laughs) frantically trying to find his son who was like kidnapped to basically be put into slavery. Like, you're going to be a, a fish in a fish tank at a doctor's office. That's the end of your life. And that's all we think about your entire species. Oh, that's a cute one. Let me put in my fucking fish tank in my doctor's office so the kids can look at it. And it's about this father who's like, he lost his wife and his hundreds of kids to a fucking barracuda. And he has one more son left and he has a gimp fin. And he is like... Neurotically focused on keeping this One last part of his family safe And he gets kidnapped from him to be a Fucking like painting on the wall <laughs> And he's frantically searching For him and he risks his life And travels across the Fucking east australian current <laughs> To get to him that movie's Stressful <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm not a parent But that movie makes me kind of Not want to be a parent because <laughs> I don't want to ever think that way <laughs> I don't want to care about anything that much.
0: Okay, so give me the DreamWorks version of Finding Nemo then.
1: Uh Where's my son? <laughs> he fucking meets a bunch of wacky fish. It, he probably wouldn't even be missing his son. His son would have gotten lost somewhere, and his son would have a great time adventuring, and his dad is just looking for him. Where'd he go? Is he over here? Is he over there? Let me look through the stingray. Ooh, there, I'm going to sting you. The electric eel, he would get zapped, and it would be goofy. And I don't know. It would just be dumb. But, like, they bring these weird parts of these human emotions. So Pixar? Yeah, Pixar. They're, like, this human... Like, have you ever lost your son <laughs> in, in New York City? And you frantically have to look for him. And you're like, oh, my God, the worst has happened. I'm a terrible parent. And you spend hours and hours trying to frantically find him. Where DreamWorks is like, it's a talking fish. <laughs> and he meets some other talking fish. But isn't How to Train Your Dragon really deep? Yeah, because they figured... I mean... It's really well done, but it's not that type of, I don't know how to like put words to that thing that Pixar does, like subverting your expectations. Like you're going to see a movie about talking toys, but it ends up being so much more than that. It's about like this charismatic cowboy who's like cocky right. and all of a sudden he gets the carpet pulled out from under him and he has a like a crisis, an existential crisis. Right. But you go in expecting a movie about talking toys. How to Train Your Dragon is a movie about Vikings who hate dragons. And you know that there's this one boy who meets a dragon and he convinces everybody that dragons are good. You go into the movie. That's exactly what it is. But it's really well done. And okay. Then, okay. That's, I yeah. get you. I get you. You know? Like, like
0: Cars is about c- talking cars that want to race and go Who who's the fastest.
1: But it's really about this guy who's like, oh, has he lost like his spark? Like, is he really? Actually, I haven't. That's, I don't think I've even seen Cars, Cars
0: One. 1. Cars 1 was about... Um, oh, man. Cars 1 was about... Uh, I'm trying to think of the, like, the deeper level of Cars 1. It's about kind of finding yourself and who you are and mm-hmm. why you do it and following your passion. It's kind of like... It's a breakdown. It's literally he's broken down and he only gets picked back up because he has no friends by a random group of fucking weirdos. And they all help him get back together and find... And help him just kind of be comfortable. Find himself. Help him find find comfort in being himself. Mm -hmm. And realizing that you're not just this image that you create for yourself. Yeah. Who you are is actually... It's defined by your actions and the reaffirmment of your circle of friends. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what
1: Cars 1 was about. Cars 2 I actually didn't see. Cars 2 is basically Talladega Nights. (laughs) (laughs) It's he's the best race car. Now there's a French race car, and he's better than him. Cars three <laughs> was super
0: dark. Cars three not is super like... dark, but it was dark and deep. It was about grievance. Yeah, it was about you lost your way. You've lost you, the people you care about. You're you've done. lost the life that you loved is over. The life that you wanted to have is no longer available. Who you are is no longer good enough. For the standard of the world around you, yeah, you're now out of touch with everything. Yeah, you don't have the person you care about. The person you care about is gone. He's died. So it's it's a very there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes in Cars that I remember watching, thinking this is sad as fuck. It's, the, it's
1: when the teaser trailer came out, I was like, what the fuck? Like shows him falling shows apart. was a slow motion race car like Dale Earnhardt shit. Like yeah. what the um, fuck? is yeah, this it was, Disney movie. It was
0: really really dark because it was about him trying to be. No, I'm still I'm still Lightning McQueen. I'm still fast. I'm still the guy. I'm I, that's who I am, and that's who I will be, and that's that's what Doc told me to be, and I'm gonna be that. And then, I mean, I won't, I won't give out spoilers if you care, but he ends up just coming to peace with who he is, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like number one is. But number one is he's young. He's a teenager. and yeah. This is now he's an adult, and it's yeah. kind of something similar where like where our age is at where. I don't know about you, but I've had, pl- unfortunately, plenty of people I care about my life pass away. Yeah, which sucks. I have too. Yeah, and y- y- it's horrible to deal with. But guess what? It's it's part of life, and it's something that we have to we come to terms with. You know, and that's kind of what he comes to term. He comes to term with that. He comes to term with moving on from your grief. He he he. It's it's a really. It's really about overcoming grief, in yeah. my opinion. And it's because to, of that, it's yeah. a dark movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's really dark. How be, to like take it in stride and move on and keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's also being told like in accepting you're not good enough, mm-hmm. which is another dark thing where it goes, it doesn't matter how hard you try, sometimes you're just not good enough. And you got to accept that. And you're just not going to win. Yeah. And it's just like,
1: <laughs> this is not how stories like, are supposed to be told. All of these things, they like, <laughs> They also, like, trick kids into going to it. And they're like, Ooh, <laughs> they a talking kids. car? That sounds great. Oh, I love And they cars. go into it and they fucking learn a life lesson. God damn yeah. it, Mom and Dad, you yeah. got me again. Yeah, no. But
0: at the same time, Pixar movies hit you, like, in the, not in the gut, in the, in the sternum. Nuts. No, in the sternum. <laughs> like, right yeah. in the, oh. yeah, sternum just, like, oh, fucking fuck. up. The beginning of up? Dude, fuck up. <laughs> fuck up. I remember why, Fuck up, dude. Fuck up. I remember watching... Yo, fuck up. I remember watching... It uh, fucked you up. Yeah. Well, I remember watching it thinking, oh, this is a cute movie. It's about a floating house. It's a Pixar movie. It's going to be good. The first 45 seconds... That's what
1: it's like losing your wife for 45 years. (laughs) (laughs) They make you experience the perfect marriage for 40 years and then take her away from you.
0: (laughs) I remember when they were showing all the scenes... In the eclipse, I remember thinking, "This is nice." And I thought, "Wait a minute, this is Pixar." Wait a minute, she wasn't in any no, of the trailers. No, I was <laughs> not only that, but I remember thinking, "I literally thought this." I go, "Wait, wait, wait, this is this is a Pixar movie. Something's gonna happen. Something, something. This is not gonna go the way I wanted to." And then, sure enough, a minute in, nope, heartbreak, is, heartbreak. Yeah, like, immediately.
1: I think that's literally how it opens, right? It's how it opens. <sighs> like 90 seconds in, you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you see
0: the, the the movie that hit me probably the hardest, mm-hmm. probably the most? You know what ground and pound
1: is? Ground pound?
0: Ground and pound? No. It's an MMA term. It's when you have you're in top mount on somebody and somebody's on the ground, and they can't protect themselves because they're flattened out. Mm-hmm. And with both hands, you can just keep wailing on them like <sighs> side to side. Usually, it's from the best ground and pounds. Usually from the back. So, somebody's on their stomach trying to cover up, and you've got them pinned down. You're just whacking them on the left side and the right side of the head, just back and forth until they go unconscious or they get it gets ground and pound. It's just, it's a brutal finish. You're just, you're defenseless. Yeah, it sounds like hell. That was the movie with emotions. What was the movie with happy and sad? Oh, um, Inside Out. That movie it was. <laughs> I got ground. Pixar ground and pounded you, dude. I went into that thinking, "Oh, this is cool. Oh, cool, she plays hockey. I play hockey. Oh, this is a fun movie. This is cute. This is it. A- I've always th- thought this was cute. It was so cute and so relatable because she played hockey. I immediately forgot it was a Pixar movie.
1: You, you got attached. <laughs> I got it.
0: <laughs> they, they fucking got me. they, like, I didn't think about Pixar. I Just went. Oh, it's a nice movie. Oh, they're funny. Oh, that's Louis Black. I know that voice. Oh, this is really cool. This There's is really cool. Kelly cute. from the office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's perfect. Oh, and hockey and this and that and a family. This is nice. And then just got taken down. I tried to get up. <laughs> I, I, Actually, had I, haven't, wrist control. I haven't
1: seen Slay, that one, right, so down. don't spoil too much. Oh, God. But I, I want to. Oh, but this I'm way, honest. it was
0: it's literally that sequence. It's just you're standing they get a single leg you try to shoot back they clamp down on double they they swing move to the left or the right they get you on an angle
1: you fall you realize you sp- you're falling and you're
0: losing no you're you're down before you realize it and then you got to go i got to get up so you Pull, you post up an elbow or hand. They immediately grab wrist control and yank it out. You're back down. They start moving their legs up. Now they're at your waist. You're freaking out, trying to push back to get them in the guard. You can't. Next thing you know, you're just getting. You're trying to escape the pressure, and you're rolling over. And then it's just, <laughs> bam, bam, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. It's just nonstop. <laughs> but non-stop. like in a movie way, <laughs> <laughs> like in a cute Pixar way, for yeah. like an hour. Just that, just- kids love. that
1: kids love. <laughs> I that's re- a crazy thing. Like, I've watched all these Pixar movies as kids, and because they're so good, I watch them again as adults. I didn't pick up on any of that shit as a kid. No. Just, like, the raw emotions of it, but I didn't get it. Like, that's why they're so good, too. Like, as a kid, I didn't realize that Woody was, like, this super cocky guy that was like, oh, I got nothing to worry about. I'm the top of the world. Andy loves me. We're great. Nothing can ever go wrong. And all of a sudden, Buzz Lightyear comes in, and he has this existential crisis, and he tries to murder him and get rid of him. Him, uh, <laughs> Did be he try to murder him? No,
0: he like um, tries to mail him off. I thought
1: when they take him to the pizza restaurant, he sabotages him to try to get him stuck at the pizza restaurant.
0: Oh right, right, right. And
1: so he Andy quote unquote loses him, and then he's back to loving Woody again. Like that's what. That, but like, I didn't get that. That's what was going on in his head. But like in my heart, I got it. Like I knew those feelings. I just couldn't think of them yet. Like, you're a kid and you, you don't know how to put words to those emotions. But, like, you have that, like, jealousy and that, like... You understand it. Yeah. You understand the raw emotion. Of like, it. he went to a kind of a dark place for a little while. And he's <laughs> like, everybody loves me. Andy loves me. I'm gonna get this fucking new toy lost at a pizza restaurant with no one to love him. So Andy will love me again. Speaking of, the
0: casting for Woody and and Buzz Lightyear. Perfect
1: weird and out of nowhere but perfect Perfect. fucking Tim Allen and Tom Hanks
0: <laughs> you can't find a better voice pairing in a movie I and think and they're iconic now it, it, it is iconic yeah it's like so- it's good crazy iconic to think
1: that you know have you ever seen the behind the scenes of them like doing the voiceover work for no. those so tim allen is just he's tim allen and he walks into the studio and he reads the things and you kind of you know like every time you see guys doing voice acting they get a little animated they get into it yeah, yeah but fucking tom hanks is like when he does like that what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> like he's fucking moving around the studio and he looks like woody with his like, like, like floppy woody. arms <laughs> pull yourself together like that kind of is so good so you and the hockey yeah that's like a little connection that probably made you feel closer to the girl from inside out yeah. me and fucking woody because uh i forget how old andy is in toy story one but it came out when i i was basically i was the exact same age it's as probably me. eight or ten something like that i was the same age as him and my parents i loved this movie my parents got me a woody Uh, and my cousin had buzz and on the bottom of Woody's boot, I wrote Chris and Sharpie, really? just like Andy. And I fuck, I was so I was actually I was younger than Andy because I was a ring bearer at my aunt and uncle's wedding, and I was so in love with this toy Woody, and I had the pull string, and it would do. There's a snake in my boots, like it oh, was shit. the official toy from the movie Woody. Oh shit! That I'm sure like was the hot Christmas item that oh, year. Absolutely. That was like impossible to find. But my parents fucking paid Dwight Schrute four hundred dollars for one, <laughs> like a week before Christmas. Um, I walked down the aisle at my aunt and uncle's wedding holding the ring pillow in one hand and Woody by the other hand, and, like, I just had him with me the entire day of the wedding, and, like, I still have him. He's at my parents' house in a Rubbermaid thing. Um, oh, so you're, you're preserving him. I mean, like, I just can't get rid of that now. Oh, no, like, that's what that I'm saying. That was my favorite toy from childhood.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just yeah. saying you're preserving
1: him. Yeah, yeah, like, my kid will have him probably. Right. But... Toy Story 3, they made a lot of very specific choices. It came out like 13 years after Toy Story 1. Uh, They chose the same actor who played Andy to play Andy as an adult, being just graduating from high school and going to college guess who aged at the same rate as Andy? (laughs) I had graduated high school. That movie came out the summer before I went to college. And the movie was about him going to college and giving up his toys. Like his toys get (laughs) taken from his mom and given to a daycare center. And I'm like, Oh, that's so shitty. And it's about them trying to get back to Andy. And Woody's like, Andy needs us. We're his favorite toys. And he gets back to Andy and Andy realizes like, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm going to college. Toys aren't for me anymore. And have you seen the movie? Can I spoil uh, the ending?
0: I'm going to spoil the ending. No, I've I've seen it, but it's so long ago.
1: He There's like this neighbor girl who he gives his whole box of toys to. Uh-huh. And at the end of the movie, and I'm literally watching this in the car on my iPhone, like being driven to college by my <laughs> oh, parents. No, oh, no. And he... He gives the box of toys to this little girl and she's gonna love them and cherish them and all the toys come to terms with the fact that they're not Andy's anymore Andy's moved on and the toys they're not good like it's not that they're not good enough but they're just not for him anymore but they they're gonna be loved just the same by this new girl and like the last shot of the movie is Woody sticking his head out of the cardboard box and watching Andy drive away in his car and he goes so long partner and i fucking balled my eyes out i'm not even kidding like i was like sniffling and sobbing my mom's like are you okay and i was like i just finished toy story 3 <laughs> like that movie like that andy there the woody in that movie it, like, when I was watching it, it was my Woody. Like, right. <laughs> I was watching my favorite toy growing up. Right. Not the character from the first and second movie, but, like, my favorite toy right. <laughs> was being given away to this girl. Yeah. I fucking lost it. <laughs> that never... movie hit me the hardest so, out of any movie in my so life. So,
0: Inside Out never hit me that hard from, a like, a symbolic oh, she plays hockey, I play hockey, so it's the same. Because they, like, touch on it twice. Yeah. It was just something... It was was, just
1: one of her character. It was
0: just... Hockey's not common in in the States. So when they said, oh, you get ready for hockey practice, I went, oh, she plays hockey, that's so cool. (laughs) Like, that that was it. Yeah. Right at the end, she plays hockey. And I was like, that's awesome, hockey. (laughs) So that's it. But it's the emotion... Because it's about emotions. There's so many scenes about emotions in that movie that I... That we all been, that's I think this is why this movie hits so hard. We all, I literally, I'm pretty sure everybody goes through just lit- from puberty. Yeah, we we can't help it; it's hormones. Yeah, and it's the movie all your emotions. And the movie touches off and base on and... not understanding these emotions, mm-hmm. and I remember not understanding the emotions, but I didn't understand it until looking back. Looking back, I, I I know I was a piece of shit, angsty, angry person for a very long time because of my emotions, and that movie put it in very non-ambiguous forms for me to, to see it. Yeah. And that's why it hit so hard. Yeah. Like, I, the only movie I've really, I think, cried to... Have, like, well... The most recent movie I cried to, I think I, we talked about this, was Miracle. <laughs>
1: and that was it. Uh, just... Because... <laughs> but it's because... I That, that but, movie's a tearjerker. But it's
0: because that scene, when they're skating and they're, they're, they're going... Like, like a Ruzioni. When they're doing suicides it's it's part of so i always joke now i like i always say one day i'll be a hockey player right because how do you call yourself a hockey player Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the same thing how do you call yourself a guitarist Mm -hmm. you know so for example you've heard my band's music Mm -hmm. i have guitars all over the house i play guitar yeah but i don't a lot of people look at me as a guitarist because of it but my definition of guitarist is not that Hmm. My definition of guitarist are my friends who are guitarists, who are practicing scales. Yeah. who st- Like they do it. It's their life, right? So you could technically say, am I a hockey Yes, I understand I'm a hockey player. Right? I, I've come to terms with that identity. But there's a certain level, especially in a sport like hockey or something physical like hockey, where it's a lot of suffering to get to a point where you're efficient enough to play. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, and this is what I always love telling kids when I would work with little kids, it's you got to get back up. Yep. There's literally no other thing to do. Either you want to play hockey and you get back up because you have to stand up or you just don't, you just give up. You don't play hockey anymore. You don't play hockey. And sometimes kids are just hit there and just, and just be overwhelmed by that. Just, mm-hmm. I can't stand. I, what do you mean? I can't stand because they're not used to skates, but that's that feeling. That's what I love about the lesson of hockey is just, you have to start off from the, literally The ground of falling (laughs) on your elbows and your ass. Yeah. And and like losing your feet and tripping. Fucking falling on ice sucks. But I love, but it's the best lesson to say that hurt, but get back up. Yeah. And that's the part. So when you, that's just the basis of just a skate. And then you talk about, you know, doing drills and shooting the puck and playing a game. You get to a point where it's kind of, oh, no. You know, the scene that really did me in was when the guy has the contusion on his leg and he comes in. And he goes, what are you doing with your gear off? And he goes, Doc says, Doc says, I, and he goes, yeah, yeah, you got a bad bruise. And he goes, yeah. you know what? Why don't you put on your street clothes? Because I don't have time for your fucking weak candy ass. And he goes, what? And everybody goes, yo, come on, coach. And he goes, you shut the fuck up. You guys better worry about your own game because none of you are playing well. And then he says, you know what? Yeah, I put on street clothes. I don't got time for quitters. And that's that touches a nerve for anything related to a hockey player. Because yeah. to be called a quitter means you're not playing hard enough. It, not even playing hard enough. Being a quitter is against the definition of being a hockey player. Because if you were a quitter, you wouldn't have played hockey. You would have given up when you kept tripping. Mm-hmm. You would have given up when you couldn't turn going in the direction. You would have given up when you couldn't crossover you would have given up at so many There's points
1: an, a huge obstacle to overcome at every step of the way
0: yeah so to say you're a quitter and then on top of that the that's why the I think that's why the philosophy within hockey and the culture is you're supposed to bleed for your teammates mm-hmm. you're supposed to suffer for your teammates because guess what we all suffered to get here yeah so we're all going to suffer together and get through that's this such through a tough sport yeah <laughs> So, so, yeah, so that scene got me, like, fucking, like, like I got, like, so emotional because he goes, uh, he goes, you want me to skate on one leg? And he goes, and he says, like, something along the lines of, if you can, not he goes, I'll fucking skate on one leg. And then he's and then he like he freaking does. out. He's like, you want me to play hockey? I'll show you. how. I'm, like, I'll show you as a hockey player. And it then he ends works. up. It works. And it works. And <laughs> he's a playing on it. And it's funny because right before that scene, like he's he goes, oh, fuck, how bad is it? Is he okay? <laughs> he's like really concerned. That goes. Uh, the Kurt Russell. Yeah. He goes, it's a, it's a contusion. He goes, it's a, it's a contusion. So what? He goes, you know, it's he goes, can he hurt it if he plays more? He goes, what? He goes, can he hurt his leg if he plays more? He goes, well, Technically, no, but it would be very painful. He goes, "Okay," and then he goes in <laughs> and he has that speech. Like, <laughs> dude, I gotta watch that movie like tomorrow, <laughs> right? But like that scene as well, like, that hit me so hard too because I've always wanted to be called a hockey player. I've always yeah. wanted to identify as a hockey player because I've gone through similar sufferings. Did I play Pee Wee and Bantam? No. Did I try to play on a club team or get to D three or something? No, I didn't do anything to those levels, mm-hmm. but the struggle of playing hockey is the same for everybody it's it's a borderline it's the the the, the payment for entry is this level of suffering yeah. for everybody to play exactly. no matter what so to see that scene was so emotional because it touched a nerve in how i realized that i still haven't quit and I keep trying and yeah. that's when I was like fuck it I w-. and I've done it I've uh, I've been hurt and I've played with busted legs and ankles and feet and yeah. screwed up my hand and my wrist and I'm still playing a game it's just it's just that part of that it's just so weirdly accepted where the only time you're really told not to play is when bones break
1: yeah <laughs> that's really literally that's it like are you serious more damage
0: like, to yourself after I was that playing an adult league game and like my we were playing until my friend broke his finger and then he said, all right, I can't grip the stick. I need to go. Yeah. We were like, we understood it. But he almost had to announce that, guys, I'm only being forced away from this bench right now because this right hand doesn't work.
1: <laughs> My hand is no longer working. Yeah, because
0: he blocked physically. He, he not blocked play. a shot with his fucking hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And that's, that's the last time I, I teared up. But it's just fucking like the, the emotion of
1: it, you know? Movies, man.
0: <laughs> When's the last time we saw a miracle?
1: Uh, I think in theaters or like shortly oh, after Jesus it came out on DVD. Christ. Yeah,
0: it's probably the best shot hockey movie that's ever been done. Yeah, and because like they the, used hockey
1: players. That I was gonna say <laughs> the best thing they did. They there's a I saw a behind the scenes thing and they're like, we have two options. We could get a bunch of really good actors and teach them how to play hockey. Or we can get a bunch of hockey players and teach them how to act a little bit, and they went with option B, and they all fucking killed it. And
0: it was hilarious because they put them all in like vintage gear, yeah. <laughs> and they all had to like play vintage gear and they kind of stud- relearn hockey. Yeah, to- and they studied the plays. So yeah. all the plays you saw in all those games, they're actual from the game plays footage. that happens. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's so crazy. And They
1: about used it. real footage. Like yeah. when they like won the game, yeah. it cuts to the Olympic TV yeah. footage. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: it's. It's sick. And on top of that, what was really cool was, like, those are high-level players that they got, and they were... I remember seeing this behind the scenes, too, where they said, how did you... How hard were some of the scenes with these guys who didn't act? And they said, surprisingly, not that hard, because a lot of... They're already in their environment. yeah, And they've experienced everything that these guys experienced. Maybe they didn't win a gold medal. yeah, They experienced great, great victory and great loss and great adversity. Issues with teammates. They've dealt with issues with coaches. They've been playing hockey their entire lives. So yeah. It's not hard for them because they were referring to the victory, the end. They said yep. we had to shoot it a bunch of times. But it wasn't hard because they've all won state championships. They've, they've all won. had that feeling of like over of overcoming joy yeah. yeah so it wasn't that hard to just tell them to act like you guys just won that championship exactly like they all done it so <laughs> yeah. they all
1: knew what it felt like to have that great win they, they took away the tough part of acting which is act like you've never done yes uh, like, <laughs> like you're doing this thing you've never done before yeah no no just like rewind time two months yeah. to that time you won that thing. yeah
0: it's like hey remember like uh like two years ago or a year ago when you just won like the national championship just yeah pretend it's that
1: remember when your coach pushed you way too hard when you were doing suicides Actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to have yeah, Kurt Russell just, push you way too we're hard. Just, we're just going
0: to do it. Yeah, they actually did that shit. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Yeah,
1: like you're watching that and like those aren't stunt doubles who are no, literally doing suicides and then in the same shot being asked questions. They're not fake throwing up. They're <laughs> they're uh, they're doing suicide so <laughs> they're throwing
0: up and passing out. Like, gotta watch that movie that's, again. That is... I, uh, God, I hate I hate doing suicides in hockey.
1: A while ago, I God. went over to one of my cousin's house when like a bunch of us were in town, and like we went over and like got a bunch of drinks and just hung out and like caught up with each other again. And they in their basement, they have like a couple amplifiers and a drum set and like microphones hooked up, and they just like jam and fuck around. And they were doing that one time, and one of my cousins was particularly drunk. And he was kind of like singing and kind of bullshitting and doing whatever. And then I went upstairs and started talking to my couple cousins in the kitchen, and we could still clearly hear them playing downstairs. And all of a sudden, it sounds like he's just talking over the music. And then the music kind of died down, and we realized that he was reciting perfectly word for word the locker room speech from Miracle. In its entirety. (laughs) He has it memorized. (laughs) Does he play hockey? No, he just fucking loves that movie. He loves that movie. I think he did play hockey in like high school or something, but. (laughs) It was so. We were like, is that the speech for Miracle? (laughs) And he was doing it in his Kurt Russell impression. Which funny is that, like, to me, that speech wasn't that. It it wasn't a super memorable part of the movie. But But it wasn't
0: also a super inspirational speech. Yeah, it was just your boilerplate locker room speech. <laughs> yeah, like Mighty Ducks had better speeches than that, right? I mean... Quack, quack, quack. quack. Dude, that was a deep movie. That was a Disney movie. <laughs> and that hit the feels too, man. Yeah. That, that was... The
1: knuckle puck. <laughs> got you right in the sternum.
2: <laughs>
0: Fuck, if you had to watch only TV shows for the rest of your life or movies for the rest of your life, which one would it be? TV show? TV, you can only watch TV shows oh. or movies for the rest of your life. You can go back and as far future, like both yeah, ways. So, forever, my
1: brain immediately went, it boiled down this to could I watch either every movie ever made or ever will be made, or the same thing I, for TV could shows? Could I give up The Office <laughs> and and the other TV shows? Oh, wow. Um, it's hard, right? think i would have to say tv shows because of the way i'm able to digest them really i could if i have 20 minutes to kill i could watch one episode of the office if i just got home and i don't feel like doing anything i could watch six hours you, of n- the you know what that is
0: you know what that is hmm. tv shows are panera salads full mm. panera salads mm-hmm. and movies are the full combo with soup and sandwich <laughs> Yeah. Does that make sense? You could only have one full salad. Okay, well, okay let, me, let me put it this way. It is the difference... TV shows are a single sh- Shake Shack classic with okay. a small fry. Sure. That's, that's, that's TV shows. Movies are triple-triple animal styles with large animal-style fries from mm-hmm. In and Out. Both are great, mm-hmm. but when you, when you when you have those two options presented, your mind immediately goes, Oh, boy. That's a lot of in and out for me to do, <laughs> to deal with for a session. Because that's how I feel about movies. Like, oh, that's a big commitment. It's a, that's a time a, commitment. Not only time, but that's an emotional roller coaster. There's going to be... for are
1: experience the whole arc. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, it's not just little yeah. tidbits in a TV show. It's, oh, you know, that was tasty. Ooh, it got me excited. You know, when you watch a movie, you go... <laughs> you get the whole thing. It's just like, oh, fuck. They're, oh, no. Somebody... Ah! Like, it just goes up and down, up and down, yeah, up and yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's In just, two hours. And then it's and then it's over, and you're like, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) "Do you remember Lord of the Rings? How fucking heavy that shit was? Yeah, I mean that was long. Yeah, (laughs) felt like watching an entire
0: season um, of a TV show. Do you remember
1: how you left watching uh, Two Towers? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that one ended on like a next time on Lord of the Rings. What? (laughs) Well, like, yes, that movie was a. Big roller coaster. A lot of shit happened in that movie. A lot of the shit. The fucking Merry and Pippin. Oops. They got killed by orcs and we accidentally burned their bodies. Oh my god. Never mind. They're in this forest. Oh my god. Gandalf's alive. Oh my god. Huge battle. Overcoming odds. We're losing. We're going to die. They're Gandalf coming in. Has arrived. Gandalf fucking boom. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Deus Ex Gandalf. <laughs> it's
0: like on the third day, look to the north. Yeah. <sighs> and it's just. As the, as the red sun rises yeah the exactly west. exactly yeah whatever it was yeah and then it's just all the horses come up and it's all the riders of rohan and it's just
1: oh fuck. fucking cutting through the orcs like butter yes. <laughs> yeah yeah in return of the king dude watch <sighs> game of thrones it has nothing in lord of the rings that scene does that on the on the dawn of the third day when the sun rises, look like, that scene happens in season six of Game yes, of Thrones.
0: but then in, instead of Game of Thrones, though, you then have Return of the King. Yeah, and you have that fight. You have a yeah, fight that, at Gondor. That's a three-hour fight. You have a fight at the Gondor <laughs> I, I fight the fall of Gondor yeah. or an, the attempt to fall at Gondor. Yeah, right.
1: The, the battle of Pelennor Fields. Yes, you have.
0: It has a name. It has a fucking <laughs> chapter name. Yes. You have Game of Thrones versus that. You have the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, but that's one thing, and that's not the same. Yeah, okay.
1: you know, I think, literally, if you're not going to watch Game of Thrones, that's fine. I think you can successfully watch this one episode, season six, episode nine of Game of Thrones. And, like, that might be it. You might be like, holy shit, that was amazing. Still not going to watch the show. But that fucking episode is... It's the Helm's Deep battle and the Pelennor Fields of just that, like, it's it's the best battle scene of any media ever. I'm not even joking. Like, that's what people called it after the episode came out. Like, that, fuck Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that episode just stomped Lord of the Rings into the ground. I'm dead serious. The best war scene for that time period or the best war scene ever? Like swords and shields. Okay, cause and I was gonna say Saving Private Ryan comes to mind. Yeah, no, that's so like
0: you, yeah. I was gonna say, if you th- are
1: you trying to compare the two of say, no, 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 like swords and shields. Okay, horses, bows and arrows. Okay, ne- okay, next. Okay, next week I'm just gonna come over and we're just gonna watch that.
0: <laughs> so you know what I usually do when like back when Game of Thrones when we were working together and Game of Thrones was like you know the hot topic. thing? Yeah. I would. People would ask me, I would tell them I don't watch Game of Thrones, it would be the expected <gasps> You don't? response. So I would pull up in front of them, like, okay, what episode did you just watch? And they would tell me, and I would find the synopsis on IMDb, Yep. and I would read it in front of them, and I said, oh, did this happen? And
2: <laughs> they would say, yeah, and oh, I oh, did say,
1: this person betray this person, yeah. and then did this person give an icy stare to this other person? Yeah.
0: And they go, <laughs> yep, and i go, cool, well, now I'm caught up, and that was it, so.
1: That was. <laughs> it's so dense. <laughs> There's just so much. Well, what there. I did, or no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not so dense. The show <laughs> I thought, is. I thought that's what you. Were There's saying. every second of that show is amazing. I don't doubt it's amazing.
0: It's just, you, have you never had that feeling of re- of rebellion against I totally quo? have. Um,
1: I, I'll fucking never watch The Sopranos. I don't give a shit. That's me with Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's me with Breaking. Breaking I Bad. I get it. I I'm, I just implore you, <laughs> please change your mind about those two. Like you're literally missing out. I feel I feel bad because like I'm Breaking Bad. We don't really talk about that kind of genre of stuff much. Well, what is the genre? It's like drama, crime, thriller. But it's so unique. That's what's so interesting about that show. It's literally chemistry teacher gets cancer, realizes that he could make a lot of money selling meth gets way too caught up into that and things get really bad and how he deals with it. And he's a genius. Like, not actually, like, he's not, like, a superpower genius, but, like... He, he's not Tony he's Stark He's so genius. clever. Yeah, no, not, like, Tony Stark genius. He's just, cle- like, clever. You can weasel his way out of any situation. Game of Thrones is what was good about the politics from the Star Wars prequels with, like, Lord of the Rings-level action and, like budget and set design like I watch that show and I'm in that world every character is amazing the like the way every character interacts and reacts to things that happen make perfect sense Like, yeah, that character hates that character. So the fact that they did X, Y, Z to this person, this person would probably retaliate like this. And they do. And it's just, it's watching a chess match. Everything makes perfect sense. There aren't twists just for the sake of twists. There are twists because you're like, I didn't even think that that person would know about this. But this is totally the way they would react. And holy shit, this is so bad. This person's totally playing this person. They don't know it yet. (sighs) Ugh. And then it's like, some of the twists are like, oh my god, they knew about it the whole time. But like, of course that makes sense. Why wouldn't that? You're making me not want to watch it. Whatever. I'm. You should seriously watch this one episode, though. Just so you can watch the fucking best, most intense battle scene. Maybe. Maybe I'll do it for it's you. It's intense. Maybe I'll do it for you. Yeah. How about this? If
0: I do that for you, will you do something for me? What do you want me to do for you? I want you to come and sit in a sauna with me.
1: Really? Uh, deal deal <laughs> Let, let's make a day out of it <laughs> we'll sit in a sauna hate ourselves and then just go and watch the most tense stressful <laughs> hour of tv or we watch it and then we could talk about it in the sauna
0: sure yeah that sounds better right i forgot to tell you i was gifted a xbox One. Oh, cool that's what it is the newest right? one yeah right the it was one? not the 4k one yeah but
1: yeah nice do you play xbox or not? i have playstation
0: oh, a lot of people like playstation a lot of people do <laughs> a lot of people play playstation yeah uh one of my friends cool. my friend uh from work he bought the 4k one mm-hmm. he was oh hang me down yeah he was saying i literally will not touch this anymore because there's no need to because i have a 4k huh do you want it and Very i said cool. i the last console i had was a ps3 so sure yeah i haven't played anything since the ps3 So I just set it up. So I'm excited. I was going to say, if you play, you should tell me games that you would recommend.
1: (laughs) The the games that I would recommend are literally all PlayStation 4 exclusives. So I apologize. (laughs) Like what? Maybe you could trade it in and get a PlayStation 4. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Uh, God of War, Uncharted. I think the... Well, I wouldn't super highly recommend the Spyro trilogy, but that's what I've been playing. Shadow of the Colossus. There's some good shit. Spider-Man game is PS4 exclusive. So what does Xbox have for exclusive? Halo. Gears of War. Forza racing games. as Sea of Thieves. That, like, cartoony pirate game. Like, that's the reason I have a PS4. <laughs> like, I've, like jizzed all about like these amazing ps4 games i love like when uh i think the last johnny episode i couldn't stop talking about how amazing god of war was yes it's like one of the best. it was a good episode and I, i'm experience. still
0: sad that he hasn't seen mad max fury road <laughs> in full hd audio
1: that'll be part of our uh our day we'll sauna we'll do battle of the bastards we'll have johnny over and watch we got we got to get like surround sound we really do hd which like my my apartment is officially out because I live in a newer, even smaller apartment. <laughs> wait, wait. It's officially up? Out. Why? Because uh, I actually, I got rid of my surround sound system. <laughs> so, so what if I bought you anymore. a surround sound system and
0: then we returned it when we were done?
1: <laughs> I mean, we could. We'd probably just have to do it during the day, though.
0: We could test it out. <laughs> we were just testing it.
1: <laughs> we were testing it. We didn't like it. It wasn't loud enough. <laughs> We could do like a soundbar or something. Though. No, we'll do like the full Bose like 4.1. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Let's fucking
0: do it. The full 7.1 Bose surround sound with a subwoofer. I'm like seriously so excited to have we're, you watch this episode of Game we're of Thrones. It has to, like, have to like, like, like map out the room for the best sound and then you can play it and then fucking watch Mad Max with that shit yeah. and have Johnny sit in the middle of the room and just like
1: And like we'll just sit back and watch him watch it. Exactly. That's (laughs) exactly what I would do. I would just watch him watch it. Gotta get like a a car seat, like a driver's seat from a car and have him sit in that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I just found out?
1: Uh, Today I just found out I was reading
0: it. Dead Mouse. You know Dead Mouse, right? Yeah. Dead Mouse. I found out that I think it's Sony who does this, who I think he copied. They have a suspended room. Where it's not touching the ground, it's floating inside another room, <laughs> and inside this room is where they have all of their like sound. That's uh, where his
1: sound studio is.
0: He has one like this, apparently. And because it's off the ground, you have a full equalized experience of noise and vibration throughout
1: everything. <laughs> <laughs> he is a crazy audiophile,
0: which is weird because I feel like his music is
1: good. Yeah, it's, it's great. Some but, of his like more experimental stuff is like, like just audiophile. <laughs> like you have yeah. to. It's less about like the melodies and the whatever of the music, even though that stuff is great. But like, you get a nice pair of headphones, a really nice speaker, and you just—it's like chocolate. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it just feels so good.
0: No, no, it, there is a certain fee, a certain feel to his music from just the sound quality alone yeah where you can you can almost tell just by the sound quality you just go
1: this guy knows what he's doing
0: no no i, I was gonna say i always go is this dead mouse
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: like, yeah. I always,
0: <laughs> and i goes yo yo who are you playing he goes oh it's dead mouse like oh, I figured <laughs> like you, you can just tell just by the way
1: sounds come in and yeah. leave <laughs> it's just yeah exactly it's
0: done so expertly it's
1: just instead of like the algorithm to make the most people happy to make me the most money so i could go on tour which is kind of why i don't like him as much because
0: i'm a sucker for the stupid pop big room yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like give me a fucking bass drop like i like i'm just i'm not a f- true aficionado probably of of EDM i as, think he
1: has a he has like a short ep album that he came out with a couple years ago called where's the drop <laughs> because everybody that's what everybody yeah, complains yeah. about his music i
0: do like how he is so so sharp in his responses to the community he's, oh, yeah. that he technically rules over
2: <laughs> like, like <you laughs> that
0: everybody kind of like looks towards as well that's the guy that that that's kind of that, kicked that, this off <laughs> yeah that's the dude that fucking does it so well yeah and it's funny because he makes fun of everybody I remember um, I remember one of my co-workers uh, he he showed me a video or he played me the song when he made fun of uh i forget who it was it was some cheesy single yeah that got really really big and everybody was playing it so he took the same sounds
1: i this was uh the song animals
0: yeah animals <laughs> yeah yeah and he took that and he played like he played
1: uh fucking old mcdonald's <laughs> yeah Because uh, he's he's an amazing troll. Like he knows yeah, what he's doing. That's
0: what I mean by spite like sharp.
1: And the even like the more sharpness of this is that guy. I forget who it was. Um, it was at a music festival, mm-hmm. like an EDM music festival, and Deadmau5 was going to be playing after this guy. But this guy had to leave; he was sick or whatever. He didn't want to show up, so Dead Mouse was moved into his slot, and it was his song that he was making fun of. And he like made it that day to make fun of him. Like, oh, he's too good to play at this festival. It was, I think, it, like he didn't show up because it wasn't enough money. Like the contract fell through, oh, and he was shit. like, no. And he moved into his slot and just fucking ruined his song. And yeah. that, his song became a joke after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, is a huge number one breakout hit single. It's it's it's
0: hilarious because he he has that attitude and nobody else really has that attitude. Yeah. Or the guts to be willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has a blazing middle finger for guts for that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, he just goes, fuck, fuck like, you, I that's, don't care. <laughs> that's where he came up, that's where he popped up on, on my radar is that he put out a statement saying, fuck Twitch. I'm not gonna stream on Twitch
1: anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. Twitch, uh blocked something he did he's like whatever then fuck Twitch. he
0: said he he some dude pissed him off by trolling him so he said some shit back to him and they banned him for it or they suspended him Mm -hmm. and he said fuck you i'm just pulling myself from twitch yeah bye put it out there and his statement literally was just fuck twitch i'm not gonna take part in this bullshit yep it's just i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm just not gonna do this anymore i used to
1: uh i used to play on his minecraft server like you know he's super into minecraft he has a creeper tattoo on his arm he used to have a uh minecraft server named mouseville m-a-u-5-v-i-l-l-e that he was the sole admin of i think uh he was yeah he was the sole admin but there were multiple like moderators of it and there are like a bunch of rules in it and like sometimes i it would be like i would see him talking in the chats like he was somewhere in the server but minecraft is so huge like i could never find him or whatever right and he would just stick around and like build shit in minecraft because he just loved it uh, and he has a couple songs that, like the titles of the songs, are references to Minecart, really <laughs> Minecraft. He has one song called "Get in the Cart, Pig," which is <laughs> <laughs> there's one video of him streaming that went viral of one of the patch notes says animals can now enter minecarts. <laughs> he was trying to get it to go in the minecart. He was fucking cursing out this in-game pig to get into his minecart. And it's so fucking funny. And he has a song that's a banger called get in the cart pig. <laughs> and when I went to see him in 2011, you saw he him, does, Yeah. Uh, he has like this big crazy light show that he has. He plays on the cube. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's like a three dimensional has yeah. L E D screens on it. He has this giant L E D screen. He has like this trippy, um what's the thing where it keeps zooming in on something and more and more detail keeps coming in, where <sighs> you could like infinitely zoom in on this one thing and it keeps like the magnification that never ends. Yeah i that? don't know the fractal term. oh fract- uh,
0: fractal he had like this yeah, weird fractals.
1: fractal videos yeah, fractals of, are never ending yeah, yeah of <laughs> minecraft minecraft carts with pigs in them just <laughs> flying by the camera for the, the entirety of the song <laughs> when he played get in the Cart pig <laughs> In front of all these people who come to this EDM show, here's Minecraft on the screen, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm Dead Mouse.
0: That's cool. It's, it's cool. He's amazing. It's, it's cool because he seems like a dude who just loves music. Yep. He got a lot of money. He gets a lot of money for his passion. Yep. Because his passion has carried him to... Kind of like John Mayer. Yeah. Where John Mayer is... I know a lot of guitarists will, will cringe or or begrudgingly accept the statement that he's one of the greatest guitarists of our generation and yes. not the greatest of our generation. Because he did Room for Squares. <laughs> he, well, I was going to say it's because he's a bedroom guitarist. So he's the kid that always played nonstop in his bedroom.
1: Anyway, here's Wonderwall.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he'll just... But it got to the point where he's so adept with everything. Yeah. Like, I remember there was an Instagram st- live stream he did, and... Oh no! It was uh, it was a uh, like a YouTube video at Berkeley, I think mm-hmm. it was. He was doing a speech and he was trying to explain stuff to people, and he was saying, "Yeah, you could play, you could play like BB King. He's doing BB King licks, or you could play like Albert King. He played Albert King licks. You know, I, I, you all know, I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, the SRV licks, and he just plays exactly <laughs> like that. And then he goes, but you know, it doesn't really fuse the same way as kind of like a Santana phrasing. And he just starts doing, oh, and the God. fact that he can copy and paste everybody's style so perfectly, just on yeah. a whim, it was, cr- I. I know there's a lot of guitars that could do that, but the fact that he's doing it and he knows how they blend and play and time into each other, yeah. The fact that I like he's gone and played shows with so many bands and just been like, I just want to jam with you guys. I'll I'll just play live on the side, and you can just be like, Hey, it's our buddy, and I'll just jam. Yeah. (laughs) But he does it with so many groups. Yeah. It's crazy how well he can do it, and it's it's just it's just. Do I think he's the greatest? Fraser or the greatest, uh, the fastest player or the most technical. No, I don't, I don't. I, I think the best Fraser, the best person with the best phrasing and, and speech with their guitar is Derek trucks, Mm. in my opinion. But John Mayer has the ability to somehow get his voice across, right? No matter what or where he's playing, you can hand him any kind of, don't get me wrong. He has, he definitely has his own signature lick and like, uh, uh, chord progression style for most things Mm. when it comes to his leads but it's him and he can bend it to any genre really and it's weird how he's able to do it. I remember he did the solo for Fall Out Boy song when they covered Beat It. Beat It, yeah. And I was thinking what the fuck is he gonna do and he played it
1: his style yeah but he played it like a classic rock riff he style. did like the because you know who did the solo in the original beat it that was eddie van halen right exactly yeah, exactly and he did like the john mayer version of eddie van halen exactly so you yeah. know exactly what i'm talking about yeah, he, exactly i fucking love the fallout yeah. boy version yeah. of that song and because just, of that solo. yeah and it's just wow that's
0: totally john mayer but it's kind of not yeah but it's i remember also somebody asking him just how come you don't shred uh, why don't you do, you don't really do any like crazy speed techniques. Like you don't do a lot of like panamasa or um, metal techniques mm-hmm. for shredding. And he, I remember he said something great where he said, I can do it, but that's not how I play. It's not, it's, me. It's not my. It's not me. Yeah. It's He was saying, for me, it becomes a competition of physical ability. And for me, that's not what guitar playing is about. And I mm. respect a lot of people who can do it all the time because that is them. Yeah, And I could never do that. Their so. favorite thing is like tapping and... Tapping and like, you know, like like sweeping. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they could just sweep all day. And he was saying that's awesome, <laughs> but it's just, that's not, that's just not my, how I how yeah. I play guitar. He plays guitar. He does a lot of bends. He likes bending notes into other, into chords and all this other crazy shit. But yeah, it's a unique yeah expression, which is I kind of think what you were talking about. He's good. Or somebody was just a unique expression.
1: Everybody go listen to that Fall Boy cover of Beat It. It's so good. I'm going to listen to it in the car.
0: Everybody go watch Mad Max Fury Road with high definition audio.
1: And then Battle of the Bastards. And then Battle with of the With high Bastards. definition audio, I would say. Because, <laughs> like, that fucking episode, man. Yeah. It's a roller
2: coaster.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. I'm going to show you a dead mouse clip when we get off air. All right, cool. But, uh, anyway, speaking of off air, have a good weekend, everybody. Oh. Oh, you're not, we're probably not gonna record for a week or something i won't be here next week
1: yeah where are you gonna be
0: uh not in america okay yeah. that's as so. specific as you'd like to get <laughs> all right enjoy a week off enjoy not america yep <laughs>